Chris, no, we're, we're not going to start the show off with that. I want to know what you're feeling. Tell me what's on your mind. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Pro or Negative, the podcast. We are back for another week, and uh, this is going to kick off our uh, Halloween season for uh, the show. So it is I, Aaron, and I'm joined by... Formerly known as this fat bish, formerly known as CM Skunk, formerly known as Living La Pancho Loca. Now he is known as the Hat Box Ghost. Chris. That's right, man. That's right. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing? Good. Uh, good to hear. Good, good to hear. I'm glad. Uh, how's your mom? Uh, I don't know. I don't see her. I don't okay. <laughs> how about uh, how about there in Radio Land? How's everybody's mom doing? I don't good, hear anything. Good, great. Oh, well, I heard it. Well, they're I'm probably satisfied, so they're not listening to this. So well, That's true. Yeah. To kick off the Halloween season, we have a guest with us tonight. Uh, basically, to tell you about this guest, he is the co-founder, or actually not the co-founder, but the founder of the Facebook group NerdFest. He is basically the creator of NerdCon, which is pretty awesome if you, if you haven't checked it out yet. Uh, coming all the way from cyberspace. We have James, the Nerd King, Chisholm. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate all the fanfare. And let me tell you, when your opening uh, credit is the founder of a Facebook group, mm -hmm. um, it really shows how little you've accomplished <laughs> in life. So thank you for that opening. No, man. Social media executive director. Uh, there, you go. there you go. I, okay. I am I am living the dream. This is how I pictured it in high school. So the CEO of Nerdfest. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, you know, what's um what's really awesome is that Aaron is on my board of directors. So <laughs> that just uh that just tells you where the state of our um of our universe is right now. Jesus has um, gone downhill. It's low. <laughs> thank you so much for having me on tonight and for allowing me to come and be a part of this amazing yes. show. Yes. Um, yeah. Hey, welcome to Front Row Negative. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. we got invaded by the crazy taxi announcer. So hey, tell us about NerdCon. That that's thank you so much for asking. We're going to talk NerdCon for the next thirty minutes. I, I don't know, but um, no NerdCon what is next. Uh, Gin Blossoms. Um, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. We could talk Gin Blossoms too. Um, so I hear from you. <laughs> Um, no, NerdCon is a, um, is a, is a pop culture convention because mm -hmm. we don't just, we don't just say comic. We say pop culture because we embrace all forms of pop culture. Um, mm -hmm. it's held out in Mont Bellevue and it's really been important to me that, uh, you know, we bring, uh, we bring great vendors who are very engaging and, uh, we keep it free to the public. So, you know, guys and girls who have children that are not, um, incredibly well endowed with financial success, um, can bring their kids out because I, I remember what it was like to be kind of poor and want to go to a comic con and barely being able to afford to get in the door. Yes. And so I didn't want that. I wanted other people to have access to that. And so um, we were lucky enough to partner with the Chambers County Library System. Mm -hmm. And um, we, uh, myself and uh, you guys know Jerry Schaefer, yeah, Jacob Schaefer. And he and I went out and we met with uh, Kelly from the Chambers County Library System in mm -hmm. 2018. And they said, why, yes, of course, we would love to do um, NerdCon. And uh, well, that wasn't exactly what I said. First, it was like, what the <laughs> hell? And how did you guys get in here? But 
Um, but no, they were they were really cool, and we were able to do uh, the first one in the library, and you mm -hmm. know, we had a really good turnout, and then we got the city involved, and so now we're at Eagle Point Rec Center. And um, funny thing is, is people don't realize this, but here in NerdCon, we predict the future because after NerdCon two. Uh -huh. um, we were looking for a great theme. You know, we do themes every year. And, and, yeah. and NerdCon 2 was the invasion, right? We were doing the invasion. So uh, for NerdCon 3, our thing was, you know what? Let's do something really cool. Let's make our theme like Outbreak. We'll call it Outbreak. And it'll be like, you get this nerdy disease and everybody turns into zombies. <laughs> and wouldn't you know, right after we picked that theme, the coronavirus hit and shut the entire planet down. <laughs> Um, so wow. I like to I like to say that we're personally responsible for that. Um, you guys are trendsetters. <laughs> trendsetters. Hey, That's hey, right. That's coincidences right. happen. Coincidences happen. Uh, you know, uh, was it or was it divine intervention? I'll say know. I'll say this. Are, are are you a gamer? Or like do you, do you game a lot or anything? So online? I game like uh, you know uh, like a little, a little like, bit. You know, yeah, like a little. Like my wife and kids are the gamers. So okay, I'm I'm more of the you know the. You don't game. I don't, I don't, you know, like, 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 like yeah. well, you know what, like, well, that's not exactly true, we do play sex games, but that's something completely different, um, no, as far as video games and stuff, it, you know, upon occasion, I'll play something from the 80s, or I'll, I'll say, like, uh, the old reason why, games. the reason why I'm saying this is because back in, no, uh, the second half of November 2019, Xbox was this thing called Games with Gold, where you get a free, you get three free games, uh, oh, yes, Games with Gold, a month, yeah, yeah. Well, one of the, the well, the game for November for late November was called The Division, and if you never played The Division, it's a game set in New York City during the winter time when a virus outbreak happens, shutting the city down. Quarantines are happening. People are infected. You can't go shopping. You can't do anything, and it is crazy because that's what played out like a few months later, you know, literally. Uh, so. I was playing that game and I'm like, man, this game is really too meta right now. This is crazy because you're going through like doing investigations with uh, hive spots for the virus. You're setting up uh, uh, safe stations, all that other stuff. It was crazy. But the coincidence of it is just it happened. As a as a, a big horror fan, I, you know, I got to ask then, you know, as as you're going through. Um, you know, the lockdown and COVID-19, of course, everybody was, you know, we're all worried and you guys know I work in healthcare. So mm -hmm. there's that whole thing. I get to see it firsthand. Yeah. So well, I have to ask you, you know, as, as you're going through COVID-19 you're at home and you're watching a lot more movies is 28 days later on your watch list. It was as a, I did that as a joke, the <laughs> second week after the court, the, the six week quarantine, the week number two, I watched 28 days later. Followed by outbreak, followed by all these like uh, these uh, virus themed movies, mainly zombie movies. And I did it as a joke. And now looking back on it, I'm like, man, I don't Crisis. regret it. But I'm like, I had a bad sense of humor back then. Yeah. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like it, it, it's like, you know, working from home was cool. Like the first month. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, uh, I, yeah, well, at that point I was, I was, I was between jobs. I've been, I've been, my wife was at home all the time. That was fun too. No, uh, I, I, I still went into work. I still went into the office. Uh, my um, bosses, my bosses are the type of people who are like, you know, it could be flooding and you're floating down like, you know, the Bellway eight and they're saying, are you still coming in? So that's, those are my bosses. Well, you know, it's kind of that way. Well, that's, I mean, it's that way with healthcare. Like, every you're, you, no matter what happens, you know, the hospital doesn't close. They're like, yeah. we're in the midst of a tropical storm on Christmas Eve, but you better be here tomorrow morning. Here's the thing. 
I work for a furniture manufacturing company. Oh yeah, because people got their <laughs> furniture the next day. They they gotta get their charlog furniture. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's kind of like butt grooves are getting into couches now. We need you, Aaron. Stat. It's, it's Aaron. We need you up here. We need you to draw these instructions and draw these concepts for what? Everybody shut down. Not for long. Three months <laughs> it's later. Essential, you sir. know what? Like we just recently purchased um, a um, reclining love seat, and mm-hmm. that thing was like they were like, "Oh, we don't have anything in stock right now," so we had to like wait like three weeks for this thing to come yeah. in. They were like excited because it came in early. And we're like, yeah. Wait, was this gallery furniture? No, we were at uh, Rooms to Go. Um, but if you work for Gallery Furniture, I'm sure it's a fine furniture company. Or if gallery furniture is out there and considering promoting and sponsoring NerdCon, then we'll definitely say we purchased it. I'm not above line. Gallery furniture is great (laughs) if you're a customer and the Astros win. So yes, yes, (laughs) yeah, right. No kidding. Um, You know what? I I, I will kiss the butt of anybody who wants to sponsor NerdCon. So um, (laughs) your furniture is awesome. Uh, But no, we got this from Rooms to Go. Okay. um, Yeah. Yeah. So so about NerdCon. Like, what was your idea just, you know, wanting to do that? Because I I remember when you were like, hey, I want to do this thing. I want to do this event. And so, like, what was your startup goal to to get NerdCon going? Well, you know, we just, you know, I think I'd I'd really started to get into, you know, I was really enjoying going to Comic Cons and I enjoyed, Mm -hmm. you know, I was cosplaying a lot at the time and um and i just wanted to do something fun because Nerdfest was really popping and you know we were out with our i was going out and meeting a lot of new friends yeah and i just wanted something that was fun that that i could hang out with my friends at and it wasn't a hugely serious thing it was just like i'm gonna have some fun and i, I had no idea what it would take to run an event and yeah. uh fortunately jerry came along because like i sat down with the ladies from the library and they're like when can we do this and i'm like oh, give me about three weeks man we should be good to go <laughs> Um, oh and Jerry's, <laughs> Jerry comes in and he hears that and he's like, look, no, we no, need like, we need five Whoa. months. Let's do it in December or November, um, yep. promote it, get all the vendors. I, I, basically what Jerry did was he, in a nice way said, don't listen to this dumbass. He has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we were successful, oh, you know, we were successful in spite of me, you know, but you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, when you deal with Jerry mm-hmm. and I. And the reason we work well together is because I, I, I bring a lot of energy and I, I'm, I'm very, yes. um, I'm creative. I look for ways to get attention because I'm an attention, giant attention whore. Um, whereas Jerry is very much, I always say, you know, he's the guy that he, he does all of the planning. He's the, he's the logistics mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Um, he, he takes my dumbass ideas and he makes them work. Um, so, you know, so like if I, you guys were bank robbers, he would be the one on the computer doing logistical yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, the guy yeah. up in the right face, like moving up, fucking blow your brains out. You know what? I think I, you know, I like to think I'm a little more charming than that. I, I would probably <laughs> manage to like, Hold me, madam. I'm here to expose tonight. your brains to the floor. No, I really appreciate your efforts here. You should share this wealth with the people, and I'll gonna make sure to spread it. And so I think people would just be like, you know what? You're so nice. Here's the money. <laughs> But yeah, yeah I, 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 I can agree. I can agree with Jerry with with that, because when I was with Comicpalooza, we would start meeting and start having stuff and all that in the middle of January and go from oh, there yeah. all the way to, to to May, all the way to May or June, depending on when it was. Uh, but that was it's a lot. It's a it's a lot of basically you're like you're, you're doing a lot more talking and a lot more planning what ifs than actually getting things in and i just remember those meetings half the time i'm just like i've already got my stuff already done i'm, I'm already organized i'm already ready 
my section's already ready to go. My section's already done. Yeah. I'm just waiting on everybody else. And, you know, I think that's the, the cool thing about, you know, you know, again, our partnership is that, you know, he just has such a, a great knowledge on how yes. to put things together. But I, you know, I have all of these ideas and these things that I want to do. And I shoot big all the time. Like I, I'm dreaming big. And so that's where we kind of go. And, and then, you know, he keeps it he keeps it very well grounded and I keep it very well in the clouds. So uh, but, you know, we work our butts off. We both work our butts off. So. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this about any event. You can plan big. Until you get that bill, then you gotta oh, yeah. start cutting it down. Then you gotta start yeah, cutting yeah. it down. We, so. we have to be real with like you know, as far as like finances go, you know, I mean, uh, you know, we've managed to increase our finances, but um, yeah, you, you, I mean, there has to be some realism. Yeah. I mean, as much as I would love to have Harrison Ford come out, or you know, <laughs> you know, that's that's I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be extremely happy that I've gotten Linda Young from Dragon Ball Z. You know, I mean, that's 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 the reality of. Of where things and Linda's a great guest, and we're so excited to have her join us. Yeah. This year. By the way, our special guest, one of our special guests, is Linda Young from Dragon Ball Z. Um, but you know, I mean, you know, I have to be realistic on what my budget is and what I can afford. And while it's nice to be able to to get you know those those big Hollywood types, you know, I mean, most of them are costing more than you know our entire budget. So. That is true. Yeah. So you know, I'm happy, and I love the anime actors. I mean, you know, we've had Tom McKee out in the past, and he's absolutely amazing, and he's very friendly and cool with people, and Whitney Rogers. And so, you know, I look for guests that are we're getting a lot of bang for our buck. You know, great anime guests who have a lot of personality. Um, this year, we're going to bring um, Steve, and I'm going to butcher his last name, Ariando, um, who was one of the villains on Power Rangers. Um, and, and so we're, you know, just. Anybody who wants to be a part of what we're doing and has something to bring to the table, we're excited to have them. We, we love that energy. And, okay. Um, so it's really, you know, it's kind of cool, you know. Okay. Yeah. But yes, I mean, I'd that, love to have Harrison Ford, but no, I can't afford Harrison Ford. It's it's funny. Like, uh, I remember like at the Comic-Clusive meetings, uh, they'd always, some well in the past, they'd always, ask, they'd always ask us, who do we want to see come in? Like, what's our dream goal to come in? And I know that they probably dreaded every time they got to me because I always think of somebody random or somebody off the wall. Like my first two answers are always Ed O'Neill because I've always wanted to meet Al Bundy. And that would that, be a great guess. <laughs> and now, oh, and now yeah, it's uh, no and now it's more uh, Charlie Day. I, I would love to meet Charlie Day. So uh, that would be awesome. Yes, well, be, I I love Always Sunny. That's one of my favorite shows. So I I cannot uh, not like uh, Charlie Day, but. Uh, it is fun. But the first segment we have for this show is we call what are you what what are you snickering at? <laughs> our first segment. Our Go first on. our only segment. Yes. Well, actually, first no, wait, wait, wait. Only segment of wait, wait, the wait. show. For this episode, we do have another segment. <laughs> it's October. It's October. This is not the shit I signed up for when I discussed with you I wanted to start a podcast. I wanted to talk about nothing. In particular, for and for absurd amounts of time, you got that for a while. Hey, you I, I'm going to just say I love how he's playing <laughs> this like, um, like I, I, I just didn't, I didn't know that we were going to do that. Yeah, that's called being <laughs> ill prepared. Uh, so. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm always. Uh, that's the thing, Cap. I'm always ill prepared. <laughs> like he logged in. This he's like, hey, Aaron, what are we talking about today? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> October. October. What hey, the hell Brian, happens in October? Saturday? Hey, Brian, what are we do tonight? I can't believe it's October already. Oh it's, my it's, god! It's here. 
It Whoa, October is um, October is officially here. It, it happened. It, it, let's it, do it, this then. Let's do this. Bring it on. So, uh, pretty much our first segment that we usually have is called uh, "What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you playing? And or what are you listening to?" And basically, whatever's you're enjoying right now, like what is it? Uh, to kind of either give it a plug, give it your thoughts, give it a review, or, or kind of just put it out there. Uh, and James, since you're, I guess you get to go first. Wow. You know, um, like, my God, I'm watching so much stuff right now. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the final season of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really been enjoying it. I'm, I'm about an episode. <laughs> oh, great. Oh. My dogs are. You've excited my dogs. I, speak, I spoke The Walking Dead and they're freaking out over here. Um, no, spoilers, dog. Spoilers. spoilers. Jesus. Um, they're like, no, don't say anything about The Walking Dead, you jackwagon. <laughs> The dogs. This is either, this is. They either love that show or fucking hate that show. Yeah, and, and you know, and uh, and the truth, my daughter, my daughter just moved out, um, and apparently she's coming home or something. I don't know. I, I don't know. So the dogs are freaking out. So. Um. Yeah. No. Um. I love The Walking Dead, and uh, I like what you know. I like what they're doing here, and we're 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 kind of getting the whole. Um, we're getting to see, uh, you know, a, a lot of the interactions between Negan and Maggie and, um, you know, I, and I think in a lot of ways, seeing where Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character is, is going and developing as a, as you know, as he kind of seeks that redemption, which I love. And we get to kind of see how the people in Alexandria are, are, are you know, dealing with, um, hard times hitting them and, you know, the years pressing on. And, yeah. um, so I love that. Um, also watching Star Trek Lower Decks because, um, who doesn't love a cartoon, that really, I always say that Star Trek Lower Decks is really kind of, um, if Star Trek was made by a bunch of smart asses, um, that's what Lower Decks would be. Um, so that one's fun. I like Doom Patrol. Um, and Doom Patrol is dope. Sorry, go ahead. It, it is dope. It, it, you know, everything except for like, uh, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to catch up so I can be ready, so I can start watching season two. Yeah. Um, so like, you've got uh, like season one, like Negative Man like he just totally pissed me off because like I don't, I didn't care that he was like that he was gay or that he was go, you know for, all this it was like he was always like pissing and moaning wait he was gay he, yeah because he was like he was like oh i didn't have my great love in life and i had to give it all up and i'm like what a douchebag you gave up your kids like you sh- don't shed a single tear for your children but you're worried about this love life like your 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 kids grew up completely without you uh, but they start broaching that in season 2 which is which is really cool um and then uh you know and and it's brendan fraser in that oh my god is so um freaking hysterical i mean he he uh he plays that so well and uh so and timothy dalton you know to see james bond there and he's kind of a douche and just everybody in that show is so it's so good and it's so it's you know it's so clever in the way it's done um, so I really enjoy that one. And, uh, then, you know, at night when I go to bed and, um, I'll, I'll put on my tablet and I'll watch attack of Titan attack on Titan. Um, okay. you know, cause you know, I got it. Really one of the things is when you, when you, when you vended a comic convention, you really want to be able to, uh, speak to what you're selling and to, to the crowd mm-hmm. that comes in. So I really try hard to make sure that, you know, I'm not having a good knowledge base and I enjoy anime quite a bit. I mean, I, I love, um, you know, I love My Hero Academia. I love Death Note. Um, Death Note's know, good. 
Death Note is awesome. Death it was Note, great. I'm going to tell you the only thing I hated about Death Note, and and you can tell me your opinion on this. <laughs> okay, my dad. Also, a big fan of Death Note. <laughs> yes, my dogs are really pissed that we're talking about. Death Wait, Death is here. dead or death? Their, is that their keyword? Like, yes, they're like <laughs> anytime, death. First, the minute I get excited about anything, they're going to like chime in. They're going to be like, "Oh crap, I've got to talk about this." Um, no, the only thing is. Um, when when it's when his dad goes and you know he becomes um he, he gets the sight um and he finds out that um you know it i felt very ripped off mm-hmm. um when um his dad saw that he was innocent that it, uh, it, I yeah. it was kira wasn't that he wasn't kira yeah um and i was like that would have been his dad got to die thinking his son was a good person Yes. Right. And I, yeah. I was like, you know what? That that felt like a big big ripoff. I felt like his dad should have died and seen the truth. Yeah. Um, his dad so should have was, died as seeing the truth. Yeah. Yeah. His dad should have died knowing his son was a douchebag cure. And yep. and that really, um, for me, that was the only thing I hated about Death Note was okay. was that he didn't, um, you know, that he got to be the good guy when his dad when his dad died. His dad got yeah. to see him. I mean, dude's clever. Dude, mm-hmm. he, he played everybody and uh, he used everybody up, you know, he, yep. he outsmarted everybody. And so when his end came, that was great. And, but I, I that was just the only moment where I was like, oh, come on, you're killing me. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, I, I watch a lot of stuff, you know, I, I watch a lot of stuff. I listen to a lot of stuff. Now, um, I would now, like did to you say I the, read a lot of stuff, but not as often as I should. Now, did you see the live action movie or death note? I did. You know what? And I, I got to say, you know, I know a lot of people bag on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're going to do Death Note, I mean. Should have uh, been one Defoe movie. Should have is... been one movie. Or should have been split up. Well, you know, I mean, it's kind of like it is a lot of material. And I don't I, mm-hmm. I, it's not that I don't think you can do it in one movie, but you lose so much of the story. And, you know, like, you know, the one thing that's that's, you know, like we were talking about, you know, um, his dad being uh, being a police officer and yep. they, they he's a police officer in the movie as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you don't get that whole thing of them working together. You know, you don't. So there's a lot of things that are lost. William Defoe, Hands down, man. He was freaking awesome. Yeah, he was movie. great. I mean, he, he's he's you know, I mean, it doesn't matter who he's playing. You know, I mean, he's, he's always the Green Goblin. <laughs> um, you know, he's yeah, that's true. you know, but he's he's so good in that, you know. Yeah. But as a but the movie guy, itself, uh, you know, I mean, I full disclosure, I saw the movie before I actually sat down and watched the watched the anime. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah, and, and so for me, you know, is the anime better? A hundred percent. Hundred percent. It spans, you know, but it, it has that time to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't find I didn't find the movie to be terrible, you know. Again, because I thought William Defoe's performance was great, and I thought you know I thought it was clever. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, I mean, it, it had a great base of material to work with. So it did. No, it, it's not going to be as good as is as, as the as the series, which you know is probably not even as good as the manga, which I haven't read. <laughs> um, full disclosure. I don't, I don't okay. Read much. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it was it was enjoyable. Um, was okay. it perfect? No. <laughs> it was no. not it was not no, no. um but you know i mean you know it takes a lot to make a to make a a, a movie as good as any as a tv show anyway because again you, you just have so little time to, to it work does. on this place. 
definitely does. Anything else? Or? I feel like I overtalked that. You know, no, I mean? no, like, no, no. This is great. Everything I've covered, like you know, I'm like I'm like reversing, going, you know, um, did I, I overtalk that? No, that? Like, no, no. This is great because um, normally when we have a guest on, we ask what they're watching, and they they'll go, oh, I don't, I don't, I watched one thing, or I watched, I started just watching this one show. I was like, okay, great. Or then, like, when a show comes out, we're like, hey, are you caught up on this show? No, I haven't watched it. Like, well, we can't talk about that then because, you know, we don't want to spoil it. So yeah. uh, this has happened. But, yeah, if you watch some stuff because that people should be watching, go ahead and talk about it because it, because this is great. Well, you know, uh, you know, there's, you know, and, and that's the thing with me. There's so much that I want to watch. And, you know, yes. there's so much that, you know, and again, you know, since I – you know, I run a convention and, uh, you know, I, I sell a lot of toys and stuff and mm-hmm. I want to be really knowledgeable about the things that I talk about. And then there's yeah, just the stuff sure. you just want to see, man. It's yep. just freaking cool. And, and so it's like, there's never enough time in the day to exactly. watch everything that mm-hmm. I want to watch. Yeah. And yes. and not only that, but there's stuff I want to rewatch, you yes. know, and that's like, that's <laughs> like a challenge in itself. Yes. Um, you know, probably the best shows I've seen in the past year or so, um, resident alien so uh-huh. freaking good and funny yes. and alan tudyk is like like that guy is funny no matter what he does i mean you, you could put that guy <laughs> in a serious role and he would kill it as, as a funny dude he would um, he could play a chicken yeah he could play a chicken he alan could. tudyk is he alan tudyk is just so freaking hysterical and, right. and you know that show's great because they have so many cool like um supporting characters as well yeah. um if i'm going to talk about uh you know best you know and, and let me say this for I watched um, Superman and Lois. Absolutely loved that. Okay. Um, yeah. You I, know, DC does, te- does television so much better than they do movies. They, they uh, do. They, they, yeah, they have do. more patience with it. They have more they, patience with yeah. it. So I loved it. Loved it. And, and it really takes a different side as, you know, y- you can see Superman saving the world. Right. But it, mm-hmm. what, what's, what's he going to be like as a dad? What's the home life going to yeah. be like, you know? What's it like being married to, to Superman? What's it like being <laughs> one of his kids? You know, yeah. you one kid his two kids are both boys, right? Yeah, in the in the show, both of his kids are boys. Um, okay, so he doesn't know what it's like to go to Walgreens and pick up pads and shit like that. You no. Know, <laughs> well, you know what the, the cool thing is is he could go uh, be in and like no time. So he's he's like, yeah, and, and like that probably wouldn't bother Superman because it's like you know he'd be standing at the counter with the pads in his hand and he'd be all like. What are you looking at me? I can lift, I can jump <laughs> buildings in a single bound. Yes, I had to buy pads tonight. Look, man, if Play I'm Superman, about it. Play something if, about I'm it. Superman, if I'm Superman, I gotta buy so I gotta go buy some cotton shit with wings. Yeah, I am. I'm <laughs> flying in at supersonic speed. I'm grabbing that shit and I'm flying past the register with the exact change with like a post it note that says, uh, Super sorry, had to run. Super Love. sorry. <laughs> Well, you know, suits, here's the deal, man. You know? If you were Superman and you were doing that, you know the Flash is going to be right beside you, going, "Hey, what are you doing, man?" <laughs> directed by Zack Snyder is like, "Are Th- those for you?" Those no, for you? no. If it was Zack Snyder, being slow motion, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like when that's what I'm saying. When Flash catches up to him, it's like, is, is that ocean breeze? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Whatever. Strawberry fields forever. You know. Yeah, you know, I, honestly, I mean, it, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like in my late 40s. And so, like, you know, that stuff doesn't like phase me really anymore because I'm like, you know, whatever. I mean, um, first off, if you're buying pads, um, they know it's not for you. So they got to assume you're getting some somewhere. Um, Pretty much. So, or at least you have in the past. So that's probably a real positive thing. So, 
Um, I really like people looking at me and going, that guy got some once. <laughs> so, <laughs> once hey, quick once question, I, guys. Quick question. Yeah. I'm sorry. I hate to interrupt. If your wife, just say, you know, perhaps, let's, let's ask you if your wife is taking out her goddamn contact lenses and ask you to throw them away from her. Away, She's trying to give them to you barehanded and wants you to throw them away for her in the trash can right next to you. Yeah, your name. Uh, five second rule. Yes. You would. Yeah. You I, are a Jim, better husband than me. I, I gotta I, say, I, I, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna say, like, there's nothing my wife would ask me to do at this point in my life that I'm gonna be like, ew. Gross. I've seen her birth our you son. Know. You know what I'm saying? Like, the magic is gone, dude. Okay, <laughs> then, I'm big, then I'm the vagine. That's fine. Give me your. Fucking eye yeah, shield. And like, like, oh, God. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it. Like, I, 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 drop one? I love her so much that I would do anything <laughs> for her as she's listening to me and criticizing me. But no, you know what? You know, you, she's seen me at my worst. You know, you know, I, I got surgery like two years ago and she watched me puke for hours. Um, it's it's all good, you know. Um, you know, she's, pointing out, she's pointing out how she had to clean off my pee in the toilet and whatever because like I'm like I'm right out of surgery. My aim is not great, you know. I'm like having to I'm like having to sit on this thing like a woman. Um, it was not my finest moment. Okay. Hey, time is money. Give my break. That's right. That's right. You know, you, when you can barely stand and you're like, you know, it's 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 fine. Whatever. So. You know, if she asked me to throw away her contact lenses, that's probably not the grossest thing she's it's, ever it's asked. Not, it's, that's do. not the grossest thing I've seen. Yeah. So. Like, what have you guys been married? Like five minutes? That's icky to you? <laughs> that's it? You know? I'm, I'm just long saying. enough. You know. How long have we been married? Um, oh, crap. I got him in trouble. January. Not long yeah, enough. Thanks, apparently. James. <laughs> uh, January will be two years. Man. Yay. Congratulations. Yes, you were you. you were like 1% in. For um, February 19th. Yeah, make Aha, that guess. Face with a can of mace. Make that guess. Yes. Aaron's been married 47 years. I have. It's, it's wow. been a long, long time. I, you know He's what? I, I, I really want to meet your wife one day because <laughs> I just want to ask her why. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what. Take her to a Tex-Mex establishment with green sauce and chips and you'll hear all about it. Oh, Pretty my much. God. That would be amazing. Pretty much. Wait, you said amazing. he wants to find out why? <laughs> Yeah, why did you marry Aaron? Why? And not only that, like, okay, you can be in that moment where you're like, oh my God, I'm so in love and he's dreamy or whatever with his, you know, 1990s haircut. But at some point, the magic ends and like you're stuck with this. Like, hey, that's hey. when she, that's when she farts on your leg in bed and then you're like, oh man, it's, it got real. Oh yeah, dude, you probably, you probably still, if you're like only two years married, you're probably still in that phase where she doesn't want you to know that she passes gas. Oh no, she like, does When you've been married like 15 years, <laughs> like it just like rips out at like, James, we're not, and then she blames it on you. How long were we dating? James, we're not a conventional couple, sir. We, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, right. Okay. So full disclosure, um, I, like many other uh, hardworking Americans, caught Corona at one point. And it uh, it messed up my it messed up my sense of smell my my sense of taste for a bit. And you still ate at Poncho's too with the yeah, it's, it's Well, hell, that's a benefit now, right? <laughs> Thank you. But my point being is, look, I do, I've googled it. It's a thing. After you have Corona, your farts smell worse. I don't know how mine can smell much worse. I'm, I'm They're getting saying, that old man stink attached to them. I don't know, man. Like. And I ha I like to torture her with them. So I, as a husband, you don't announce it, right? It's, um, it's 
Are we sitting in the car and go, did you park? I would think your gas announces itself. Mine certainly does. Well, some do, some don't. Depends on how muffled I am at the time. It just sounds like a trumpet okay, or a desert. It's in Pasadena, so I don't know if it's Pasadena or Chris. <laughs> Sometimes it's Chrisadina. You know what I mean? There you go. I'm so glad that I was like, like totally bringing NerdCon into this whole thing. Tonight, oh man, yeah, we we, we went um, from uh, NerdCon to farts and... NerdCon, like uh, on the fart show. Oh wait, so people that go to NerdCon don't come out fart? to our convention. Uh, we're all, really we're, we're all uh, Oh yeah, and then we talked about uh, tampons and stuff too. So that's great. Yeah, it's that's a, cool. it's a Comic Con. Look, I mean. I, no, I got you. I totally got yeah, you. Yeah, we were talking about Comic Con, not the Red Tornado. I mean, it's it's. Ooh, what? <laughs> Wait, is that the name of like the? Is that the name of a pad? The Red it Tornado. Could, it could be now. And why not? Why not? And I don't foresee any women actually calling it that. But whatever. It's, it's muffling farts. So. Oh God. <laughs> so to kind of go back to this segment oh, that, we, that, we got, that we got off track. <laughs> uh, it's. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, so, so, we'll get there. So, so Chris, we'll did you throw there. the contacts away? Uh, I threw away the one that I think I found. I don't know if the other one's on the floor. It's Wait, gross. You, It'll be you stuck to your toe in the morning. It does. It's like a shrinky dink for your eyes. <laughs> shrinky dinks. It's like a shrinky dink for your eyes. So it's a, I don't know anything about that, sir. Listen. <laughs> yes, you do. You're, you're 40. So oh, whatever. I was in the pool. <laughs> it was. It, it was. A, yeah, you're in the pool. So, Chris, so, yes. <laughs> do you? Go have, on. What have you watched, or what have you read, or? Anyway. You know since, what, man? Since um, yeah, I, I definitely I watched the first three episodes of Star Wars Visions. Okay. Oh my God! How is that? I'm, I'm that's on my list, man. That is on um, my list. This is this. What I'm about to say is all coming from a man who does not delve deeply into or know a lot about anime and manga. Okay. I just I'm very much a novice in that way. Um, but when the preview for this happened, the announcement, I was very much intrigued because one, I have a passing interest in Star Wars. I don't. It's not my Bible or anything, but I definitely enjoy it for what it is. I love sci-fi fantasy. Um. And the idea of these different studios and different writers and artists and, and everything taking the Star Wars mythos and putting their, uh, you know, their salt bay, dropping a little bit of salt in it and doing it their way. Yeah. Very intriguing to me. And so um, I think like with most things, you want to come out of the gate pretty strong. Um, this first episode was amazing. And it reminded me because I did watch. I'm, I'm assuming you both watched Afro Samurai. Oh, no. Yes, definitely. Yeah. The animation style was very much in the vein of like Afro Samurai, so it had this very um, uh, gritty and grimy look to it. Yes, but still had the the flow and the movement. Uh, every little thing, like if there was a gust of wind, oh, yeah. all the all the bushes, you know all the reeds or whatever would move. And it's like, it felt very organic and very real. Um, so I'm assuming I'm the only one that's watched it yet. I have not seen it yet. And I'm, I'm, I'm really wanting to see it again. Like I've got like five shows I'm trying to watch at once. And so like, but that is definitely on high on my list. No, I, I will tell you though, you, you mentioned anime and you, you're not being a huge anime guy yet. And I'm going to tell you mm -hmm. a great anime to watch for an entry level. Um, particularly for gentlemen in our age range, um, you got to check out Castlevania. 
Yes. Um, on Netflix. Yes. I've heard that. I've so heard that. Good. It's the same so animation dark. studio it's, that it's did It's very Dunman. bloody. It's very sexy. And it's just, it, the acting, it's it's very well done. And I think it's something like for, for a casual fan, yes. for a casual fan who's not really sure if they're going to like anime, that's a great place to start. Yeah, that okay. same studio also did the uh, the new He-Man Re- uh, Revelations. Oh, my God. Two. Do you want to talk about that um, event? No. I'm, oh, I'm oh, okay, okay. Wait, did you like Revelations or did you not like it? So uh, it's one of those things where I had mixed feelings about it. I had a lot of mixed feelings. Okay, um, fair enough. Because I'm going to say, fair enough. I, I like that we're getting more He-Man stories, <clears throat> uh-huh. right? Yeah. What I take, and I like a lot of what they did in the universe. When you when you see the universe without He-Man and without Skeletor. By, by the way, spoilers if you guys hadn't watched it. Um, you really kind of get to see. Oh my god, magical sounds like that's Kevin Smith. He's like censoring us right now. Um, Robo house, man. Yeah, Uh, no, I I I like a lot of what they've done with it. Um, I I love that you know that you've got um like Trapjaw and Mm -hmm. Tribeam and and they've formed this cult um of technology, which I think is is Uh really great. I love Evelyn's character development, but Tila's character development really bothered me because and and I get people changing as they grow, right? Yeah. But to see her jaded is not because when you when you look at Tila throughout the card, and again, you know, we're going for the same tone. Yeah. But the stories are much more grown up. And to see Tila become jaded when she was so noble. Yes. When our picture of her was so noble. To me, I don't think it's a bad show. I just think I mean we kill Adam twice. You know, okay. Um, but to see, you know, to see, and I, you know, I don't mind that she's on this journey, right? Yeah. I wanted her to be a hero and I, maybe she's got to grow and develop into that, but I just, that's where it was let down for me. Okay. There were a Fair lot enough. of good things. I love beast man. Yes. For me, the best He-Man series made was the one that they made in the early two thousands for cartoon network. Yes. Yes. So I will agree with growth. that one. I, I've told Chris several times that the ones in the like 2003, 2004, yes. that series was so well done. And the cliffhanger was just amazing for that. For that, I vaguely chart. remember it. I, I need to go back and rewatch. Well, you know, it, yeah. it really shows the development of Adam as and yeah. as he becomes the hero, as he grows. It, it takes him as a young man and facing a lot of the challenges that young men face. And 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 you know, you top that on your world class superhero. You know, I mean, it's it's just such a fascinating um, take on it. And you get to see how all the all the races of beings live. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, I, I absolutely think that's the best version of He-Man that they've done. I thought that was good. Uh, my the the 2003 Force series. What really what I really liked about that one was that when they introduced the side character, they stayed in the show. It wasn't just a one and done episode. They were throughout the entire series. It was more than just selling a toy. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Well, so, you know what? Yeah. Well, you know the, the original He-Man series, and, and to its brilliance, it was really kind of one of the toys the first to do it. The whole idea, the whole concept was you had a comic, you had a show, yeah. and these were to drive toy sales. And they did a wonderful job of that. But you, you don't get to flush out some of these side characters and some of the different races of beings on these on these worlds as much because you're just trying yeah. to sell that action figure or that new toy. Yeah. Um, whereas with the new show or with the, the, the early 2000s show, they really took a little more time to kind of develop that and, and have a whole story and not just 
20 minute toy commercials. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, and, you know, to, to Kevin Smith's credit, you know, the arc of this show so far, I mean, it, it's it's more story driven. Mm-hmm. But to me, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I, I really want to see where it goes, because to me right now, it's just there's some some holes in it. I, I you know I've completely talked, Aaron. What do you think? What did, what did you I, I thought the show was great. My only nitpick, and I've said this before, my only nitpick was uh, Tila's um, stupid soccer mom mullet that she had when she grew up. Yeah. That's the only thing I hated was, was her hair. Uh, I thought everything was great. I love the Easter eggs that they had. And I love that they actually used the vehicles from the toys. Yeah. They, yeah. they used the vehicles. So like the Rotar, uh, you had a, a Stalker as being used. You had Nightmare. And even uh, Panther made a cameo. And uh, toward the end, so mm-hmm. all that was great. So I'm happy with what how it went. I'm just hoping that. And then also, I, I can't. You know, I, I always like this because one of my one of the characters that I never really liked, but I thought was really cool, was voiced by somebody who I thought was perfect, and that was Tony Todd as Scareglow. Tony Todd was amazing. As soon as I heard his voice, I'm like, holy crap! It's Candyman. He's in here. So. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna share some nerdfest, um, and I'm gonna come back to your statement about Tila's look, by the way. Um, but um, some some actual nerdfest connections. Um, mm-hmm. So you guys know you know Brian Anderson, one of our great yes. nerd men, part of our yep. board of directors, part of our board of nerd directors. Um, he actually got a call to audition for the role of Skeletor. And he was mm-hmm. reading for it, and then of course he reads later that Mark Hamill has decided to do that. So. <laughs> nice to know for that guy you got you know i mean you know it's kind of like how can you be mad at luke skywalker for kicking your ass or the you know pretty much he's, he's he's like the greatest joker of all you know i mean he's he's really fantastic so if you're going to lose a role to somebody i guess mark lose, hamill's lose, the one you losing someone with a pedigree yeah exactly that's right yeah. that's right like i was uh, like i would be telling everybody that it came down to t- just the two of us even if <laughs> even if it's not true i'm telling everybody that it was between um, but, me and Mark Hamill. We had to fight yeah. each other in the back yeah. alley in Hollywood. You know what? I was all like, you know what? Give it to Hamill. He needs a bone. He hadn't done anything in a while. Um, <laughs> but, you know, to your point about Tila, yeah. you know, I I don't disagree with you on, on mm-hmm. that. I, mean, I understand why they had to modernize her look to some to some degree yeah. uh, because they want that to connect with some of the younger fans. Um, yes. But you're also talking about a fantasy universe. And traditionally, if you look at like classic fantasy art um, by like mm-hmm. Olivia and some of those some of those D and D artists and in yeah. the original He Man is really kind of based in that universe. So you know they're not really wearing you know pants and halter tops. You know, I mean, all of the characters are mm-hmm. you know are barbarian in style, and so they it's not like they took it too far. But yeah, true. you know, it, to me, it's just kind of like. Eh, no, I didn't. I didn't see a problem with it. Is it? Is it one of the things where I'll look at it and go, "This makes me not want to watch it"? No. No. Um, no I would have not... liked. I would have liked it to stay a little more traditional, a little more barbarian style. And and but I, yeah. I understand why it had to change. Yeah, I understand that too. And that was really my only nitpick was just was just her her haircut. Her I guess her uh, rebellious haircut against her dad. Uh, yeah. For better for a better term, uh, I just hope my daughter doesn't do that. But. Oh, uh, <laughs> whatever you you know what? If you really want your daughter to look a certain way, tell her the way you hate her looking is the f- coolest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. She will do the complete opposite of that and say, Oh my God, please, please, please do not cover up all of your skin and wear smart, sensible <laughs> shoes and dress nicely. That's true. 
honey, I want you to go get a news, a nose ring and some tattoos. And I want you to show off your midriff and like a plaid skirt. That's like up to your thigh. That girl will, that girl will run from whatever you say. That, that, that's how you do it. Oh my that's God. It. Who thinks that's cool? It's not cool. <laughs> my God. My dad wants me to dress like this. Like, he's like, he's like, I totally need to look goth and wear like boots and like. Oh, you got to hear like that. Oh, God. So dumb. Stupid. I'm going to Sunday school just to spite you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fetch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So anything else you watch, Chris? Or uh, You know, man. Um... Okay, wait. Did you, did, you, did you get caught up on what if? I did. You f- so you finally get the reference of potty poopa. I do, and it was very funny. <laughs> I, I, I really, I laughed. I lol'd when the, when it came <laughs> up. I was like, ha ha, okay. What, what if is another one that's really freaking awesome? It, it's great. Okay, so if you, okay, you're caught up on those, that show too, James, right? So I, um, the last one I've seen, um, and again, since full disclosure, since NerdCon started, like. Mm-hmm. Huge chunks of my time are being de- dedicated yeah. to that, so I've been following around. But I, I, the last one I seen was um, "What If Doctor Strange." Um, you know. Oh, wow. um, okay. Oh wow. That, yeah. That, yeah. That yeah, one's yeah. that one's quite a way quite a ways back. Yeah. So well, I've seen you know I've seen Doctor I've seen the Doctor Strange and the um, what if um, Tachula became Star Lord and you know okay. Captain Carter and, and okay. I, I do think the show is really well done. You know, so you haven't gotten to the zombies yet. No, I saw the zombies. I've seen the zombies. I've seen that one. Yes. Okay. Um, and that one is actually, I I think that one might be that might might be my favorite. I I did like Captain Carter a lot, but I think the zombies might be my favorite. Okay. I kind of the Tachula Star Lord one. Mm -hmm. Just simply, I think it was too perfect. Like I I get it. You know, we want to pay him respect. Yeah. And and, you know, in his passing, but like really, he's going to convert Thanos. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's what if after all. Yeah, like it, it, suddenly the universe is. is perfect. I I kind of had to like suspend my disbelief with that one. For apparently it's magic time again. Uh, Where I had to suspend my sounds come from. <laughs> it's Fantasia time. Uh, but I had to suspend my disbelief for that one just because I mean Travis Boseman I think was a great Black Panther, great person Absolutely. in life and all that. Um, I think that episode really pandered him to pandered too much to him as being a perfect person where they didn't really focus more on his faults like they did with Peter Quill. With Peter Quill, uh, you got a lot of his faults that made his character interesting. Yeah. With T'Challa, he didn't have any faults. So it was really too perfect. He was way too perfect. Completely agree with that. Completely. You know, I, I, I very much want to see um i think it's important that you know that 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 everyone is represented in a positive light but i think your your best characters are the ones that have their quirks that have their flaws yes um and if you look at even in black panther i mean there was a lot of things that he had to overcome you know and and, uh, you know and and he had to and, and you know when you watch captain america uh uh civil war yes his arc is probably the best part of that movie. It is right that whole that whole part of the end where he has the opportunity to kill Zemo and he chooses not to. Mm-hmm. That's freaking you know that was a freaking brilliant moment of forgiveness and and growth of a character. Um, but that person bef- that he was prior to that decision, 
mm-hmm. to me is not the person that would have converted Thanos yeah. and made the universe. Whole. No, no, he, he would have taken Thanos out or tried to find a way to take yeah. him out before all that. Um, as far as episodes go, one of my favorites now is the Thor episode, just because he becomes a dude bro, and it is <laughs> great. It is so good. And so, Chris Hemsworth as Chris Hemsworth. Oh yeah, it's Chris Hemsworth as Chris Hemsworth. And I don't know how well, this is probably part of the Natalie Portman deal to where, hey, we'll we'll put you in Thor four if you do this role with all the animation voices, and she was signed on to do that. But Natalie Portman's in the episode too, so it's even better. Uh, but yeah, as far as episodes go, Marvel Zombies is probably the top, just because it's Marvel Zombies. Um, but but Dude Bro Thor is really good. And I'm, then, I'm totally gonna have to watch it. Yeah, it's it's. I think the only week episode that I found only because of the episode listings is the Killmonger episode only because that had to follow Marvel zombies the next week. And to be honest, you Marvel zombies is a hard one to follow. That's a hard show to follow. It's, it's not going to be good. Listen, James, when you watch that Thor episode, man, make sure you go get you like a 12 pack (laughs) white claw. (laughs) <laughs> and get you a can of uh, Axe body spray. You know what I mean? Oh, I, yeah. and, uh, oh, wait, you mean get? I've already got. Like, I, dude, who doesn't shower in that stuff, right? I mean, you know. <laughs> You're like, I've got, a, I got a subscription box that comes in. <laughs> like, I'm right here right now. And I'll say this. the One of the best parts of that episode of Dude Bro Thor, there's a guy in the background yelling stuff. That oh, yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> He is hilarious, and you have to kind of rewind it or put it uh, put the captions on to hear him. But he's just yelling stuff in the background that exactly, you're like, yeah. "Wait a minute, what?" And you'll start laughing just because of what he says. So, it can't is, wait to see it. Yeah, can't great episode. Uh, I will tell you one thing: I've been watching in the last thirty minutes or so. Is, um, <laughs> my my wife, your wife? Uh, well, my wife. Uh, she you're watching me, your wife. I mean, you know. Uh, Come under on. two years. They're under two years. <laughs> yes, I'm, no, uh, uh, she was, I'm suddenly uh, intrigued. <laughs> she was perusing her phone, looking at the gram. And okay. um, her and I both, for different reasons, I follow Britney Spears on Instagram because she's hot. Yeah. My wife follows Insta- uh, Britney Spears on Instagram because she's Britney Spears. She turns her phone to show me while I'm talking to you guys. Uh-huh. Britney Spears has a post on her Instagram. It's like seven or eight pictures of her nude. Uh, with strategically placed flowers as Aaron is going straight to his phone. <laughs> I was like, so if I seem distracted about 20 minutes or so ago, that was why I was just like, holy. Oops, he did it again. Oh, yes, yeah. she did. Yes, she did. So I was like, holy crap, you got to be kidding me. Uh, so I watched that while I was listening to you guys and, and chiming in. I'd watch yeah, that too. You know, Red blood American male. I can't help myself. You know? I, I'd watch that too. So yeah. Oh, I doubt. Uh, that. I suspect he was holding himself the whole time. Um, <laughs> both hands up. Check, both hands check. up. And hey, you know what? I'm grown. I'm I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm not raising my hands. <laughs> pay the bills, this bitch. I ain't putting my hands. I put my that's, hands wrong. That's right. I I'm I'm comfortable oh, with it. Yes. Yes. Oh Jesus. That's no, you I, know uh, what they say. You go blind. I got my glasses on right here to prove it's correct. <laughs> The eye blockers. You're like, uh, I have the left hand of a Wookiee. Don't even fucking ask me about that. That's right. That's right. Outside of like listening and watching, um, I definitely got caught up on What If, 
the first three episodes of Star Wars Visions. Uh, I watched, um, of course, AEW for all the wrestling marks and stuff. Um, I mean, I, I love watching AEW blow WWE out of the water. And uh, I love seeing Vince flounder and try to find some way to put something on TV that we give a shit about with the lackluster writing and the talent they've got. Uh, you know what I say that? Not that I apologize. Not lackluster talent. Because there's a lot of talented people wrestling in WWE for sports entertaining. But my issue is the storylines are hot garbage. So I don't know if you watch any wrestling at all, James. Probably not. I'm not sure. But <laughs> Oh, no. I went to college. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when I'm not at Poncho's and I'm in my trailer watching wrestling. Yeah. You know, do put kick, kill, th- throw my natty lights back. Uh, you know, I, no, man, I just, um, you know, it's fun. Exactly. Wrestling is fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then, like I've to- like totally turned off a whole lot of people right now. Like, no, no <laughs> wrestling is cool. I mean, it, you know, in in um, am I like watching currently? No, I mean it's not one of the things I have a lot of time for. But wrestling, you know, in the eighties, like uh, duh, everybody watched it. You know, <gasps> Rowdy Roddy Piper and you know the Iron Sheik and the Junkyard Dog and Hulk Hogan. I love that stuff. Yeah, I mean, Lopper was on there for some people. reason. The rock and roll, uh, rock and roll, rock and wrestling connection, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um. Anyway, that, that, that's that's what I've had time for. We've discussed this. Like, yes, yeah. you have time to do jack shit anymore because we're all no. forty, pretty forty much. Or, or or more, and we just have 40, responsibilities. Forty-eight. Forty-eight. Uh, <laughs> I'm not forty-eight. I'm like forty-seven. I'm forty-seven. I'm forty-something. Forty-seven and a half. I'm Something twenty-two. Like okay, you're twenty. All right, Taylor Swift. Oh, okay, wow. so. <laughs> So Dude, you're 22. <laughs> oh, real quick, I just want before we go into the bracket thing, I, I did watch something downstairs before this podcast. They were showing the uh, Disney 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Yes, and they were talking about the uh, the Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy um, Mission Rewind that they're putting in at Epcot. Uh huh. I don't know how much you know about it, Aaron. But I know you're a big Nova fan. This thing is Nova heavy. It's really probably. Nova. They said they're building a heavy. full size. They're putting a full-size Nova ship on the outside. The the ride cars are Nova ships, and the thing is whole the whole thing's based around Xandar. Okay. So hopefully it's this be real uh, Nova heavy. Hopefully this will, will lead open. into uh, uh, Richard Ryder. Hopefully this that would be awesome. That, it, it would be, be great. By the time we all go, you keep saying that around the fortieth anniversary of Epcot. <laughs> you, you keep saying that. <laughs> I, I keep saying it's not going to happen. Uh, Don't worry, dude. I'll go live on Facebook for you, so you can watch me as I have fun. <laughs> You'll lose yeah. your phone yeah. on the backwards launch. No, I'm, I'm just saying, if the show is sponsoring this thing, <laughs> I, I'm happy to. I'm happy to tag along. No, that's PowerCon. Uh, that's PowerCon. <laughs> <laughs> that's PowerCon next year. Um, uh, so yeah. basically, to kind of finish the segment out, uh, I'll <laughs> say what I what I watched just to kind of get out of the way. Or and played. I finally. Uh, no, I already said I beat Dante's Inferno. Uh, Halo? Halo Infinite betas are out, and you can play Halo Infinite oh. now. Oh, I signed up for it. Yeah, good. You better. So I've been playing that. <laughs> it's been fun. Uh, a lot of fun with that one. Uh, I have started watching, like everybody else, Squid Game on Netflix. Um, thing is, I've already seen this before. It was under a different name called As the Gods Will that came out oh. years ago as a movie from Japan. Uh, if you have Funimation, you can watch As the Gods Will. Very good movie. CGI, not that great. But it's a great show. 
or that's the premise movie. is awesome. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, Squid Game was heavily influenced by that movie, heavily influenced by the anime series Gantz, G-A-N-T-Z, hmm. and heavily influenced by the movies Battle Royale. Still a good show. Squid Game is still a good show, but it is no, it is not original at all, as people are trying to make it out to be. So uh, I'm saying check these three other things out, watch them, then come back and watch Squid Game and look at look at the comparisons, and you'll be highly amused how similar they are, especially mm-hmm. as the gods will. Uh, I know me and Chris saw that at Texas Frightmare Weekend years back. It was dope. It, it, it was great. Uh, I thought it still had the Blu-ray over here. It's somewhere back there. But uh, great movie. As the Gods Will is a great movie. Squid Game is a great show. Definitely recommend it. Uh, but just know that it's you know heavily influenced. Uh, and that's pretty much all I've been watching is that. I've been staying up watching that show, trying to get caught up, trying to watch that. And also, uh, uh, What If? I, I finally uh, caught up on all that. So, been, uh, I love it that, that now everything we have to catch up on. Yeah. Like, that's that's the crazy thing. But it's cool because now with streaming, you can catch up on it. You can. Like, You'll leave this podcast wife, like, with homework. famous for not watching stuff until it's all on on yeah. Disney+. Plus. You know what I mean? Like. Like that's the one thing I love about Netflix is they drop that bitch every episode and you can watch yes. it all in one weekend. But like yeah. Disney Plus and Amazon and Hulu, they make you go in week by week yeah. by week, <laughs> which drives me nuts. Like just drop yeah. it already. I remember like people complained hours. about I remember people complained about Mandalorian being weekly, the yeah. job for that. And but everybody everybody stayed up till like one AM to watch it and then went to and then went to work like dead tired the next day because they stayed up to watch Mandalorian. Same Mandy thing with, uh, so good. So good. Same thing with uh, Bad Batch. I remember when Bad Batch came out, people were staying up to watch that. And that's animated. That's an animated show. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen a lot of Bad Batch. I, I do love a lot of Star Wars animation. Bad Batch um, is good. Bad really Batch is Rebels, really good. You know, just um, so I totally need to say it. But right now here on the TV, my wife's got um, AMC on and they're playing Halloween uh, 3. <laughs> Halloween 3. And All right. Halloween 3. Um, yeah. Uh, no, Halloween four, Halloween four, because the three oh, was the season of the witch, yeah. Return, um, where yeah. Michael Myers like breaks out of an ambulance that yes. they were taking him in for some reason, um, and puts his thumb through a guy's head. Um, yeah. I, I gotta say, like, um, like first off, I love the. Have you guys seen the trailer for the new Halloween movie coming out? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh my god. So far. Looks soundtrack. so good. It Looks does. So good. It does. And it, the idea that all of the the survivors are now hunting him. Yeah. Freaking brilliant. Love it. Love it. But you got to ask yourself, like, if in the 1978 movie, he's already <laughs> in his 20s. Yep. Like, the fact that this dude can even walk still yep. is like, uh, like, <laughs> let alone killing people. Like, yep. this dude is the bomb. You know, you know it's like <clears throat> cardio and diet's important, James, when you're uh, locked away in the mental hey, asylum. You, you know what it is? You know what the secret is? You know what the Keto. secret is? Activia. Yeah. Activia oh, yeah. is Activia. the secret. Yeah. Like what, yeah, you gotta wonder what, what is this dude doing when he's not killing people? He's a mall walker. You know? <laughs> uh, I think he does Tybo with Billy Billy Blank's Tybo. He's got yeah. he's, he's he got his I got my cardio up because I got a whole bunch of people to kill in a month. So <laughs> I have a bunch of magical walking to do where everybody tries to run away from me and I just suddenly pop up out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and like they just showed Halloween too, and like Jamie Lee Curtis shoots him dead in his eye. Yeah. In his eye. And he yeah. gets up. Both eyes, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, he shoots both like, eyes out. Yeah. What a yeah. fucking dead shot she is, right? She's like, 
And now I got a moving target. I got twenty two. Kill him in like six movies, and now she's going to come back as an old lady and do it. But well, whatever. But I love the premise. I think it looks. I think it looks fantastic. Well, well, Halloween Kills is technically Halloween three, Volume three. This is the third third movie in the the, their universe of remakes and everything. So it's yeah, it's confusing as hell. Well, yeah, yeah, because I'm a you know I'm assuming. And I, I, it's been a long time since I've seen it, so don't don't butcher me on this one. But like H two O, H two O was back. the H two O was the first sequel, or okay. the second take back the second sequel to the first movie. Okay. And then Halloween so did, did they pretend that the Halloween set number two didn't happen at all? Yes. Oh, okay. It's very okay. confusing. It's very okay. Confusing. So okay, so here, here's how it goes. You have Halloween the first, the, the seventy eight, right? The mm-hmm. other one that came out in the eighties was as part two. Mm-hmm. So parts two, four, five, and six happen in that universe. H2O happens and erases from two through six, and it's his own thing. So that's, now it's a new sequel. So you have Halloween 78, H2O, and then Resurrection. Then you jump to Halloween 2018, which is another direct sequel to the 78 one, which erases everything else before that, too. So you have Halloween, Halloween... And now Halloween kills. Okay. It's, now, are you, it's no, no, are you still with me? Are you still with thank, me? Thankfully, we're not including the Rob Zombie films. Though, I, I'm going to say I have mixed feelings about the Rob Zombie films as well. Because oh, I, hate those, I hate those movies. I, hate I, those I movies. thought the first one that they did was really good. I, was I, like, I am surprised that, uh, that Genuine... I'm surprised that Genuine's uh, song, Pony... Wasn't the official theme song for the second Rob Zombie movie? Oh, oh the second Rob Zombie movie is shit. I mean, crap. Oh, yeah, it's um, terrible. It is, like, what is going on? Because I love the backstory of Michael Myers in yeah. the first film, where they show him as a boy, and you mm-hmm. know, he he beats the crap out of that spy kids dude. Yep. And like, you know, I I, I loved that. I thought that was so well done. See, and but, then he creates this crab where he sees his mother and the girl well, went from living in a normal home to living in some shithole. And it's just like, yeah. what, what were you on when you made this film, dude? Well, his wife. But uh, because yeah. of that, he had to put her in and he had to put her in the movie again. That He had to shoehorn her in. Oh, happy so. wife, happy life, gentlemen. Hey, when you meet her at the stripper, you can only go up the pole. Oh, with the stripper. Uh, you know, I think the ones that succeeded um, uh-huh. were the ones that had Jean, uh, John Carpenter's blessings, essentially, right? Well, isn't John Carpenter the catalyst for all these reboots? Essentially? Here's the thing with John Carpenter. Years ago, many years ago, at a Texas Rimer weekend convention, there was a Q&A. And someone asked him, what are his thoughts about the sequels for Halloween? This is right. This is right before Halloween, Zombies Halloween came out. And Carpenter very firmly said, you know what? Every morning I wake up, I pour myself a bowl of cereal, I hold my hand out in the air, a check appears, and I'm happy. And that was all he said. That was all he said. So... Well, you know, and I've heard and that the, the, the initial intention with the Halloween series was they were going to do the first two movies and then they were going to like treat it like American Horror Story, where each yeah. movie was a different storyline. Yes. You know, like American Horror Stories, every season is a different storyline. So yep. that was the original intent. And that's why the third one was the season of the witchers, you know. Yeah, season so, of the witch. But, well, you know. to, to even further that, um, Halloween was intended to be a sequel to another movie. 
It was a, it's supposed to be the sequel to the movie uh, um, Black Christmas with Billy in the house. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to do a, a horror movie for each holiday. So you start off with the Black Christmas, right. oh. we do Halloween, and then there would be another movie, and it would just keep going with the different holidays. That didn't happen because you know legends and studios and money happens. That didn't ever materialize. But you know the Halloween franchise, well. It happens, and I'm happy for Halloween Kills. I'm happy for Halloween Kills. It looks. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, we're all going to watch it. You know, Carpenter. I mean, you know, he's done some pretty, pretty amazing stuff. You oh know, yeah. I mean, he's he's what he's behind the thing. He's behind They Live, if I'm not mistaken. They Live, The Thing, uh, Big I Trouble in China. Those, yeah. Ghost I mean, of Mars. right there. You know, I mean, <laughs> as good as Halloween is, man, I would yeah. take The Thing or or um, you know, They Live. I mean, is oh yeah. That's incredible. Well, he even did a he. One of his movies was the anthology that he wanted to do for some of the other, like holiday theme movies, Body Bags. That's an that's an anthology movie that's really good. That kind of gets overlooked by you know Halloween and the other stuff. Um, but if you watch that movie, Carpenter's having fun making that movie. You could tell he's just having a lot of fun uh, making that movie. So uh, it's it's a fun one. And yeah, Halloween Kills. I'm hyped for it. It's going to be on Peacock. And it's going to be right. on the theaters at the same time, I believe. So you can watch them both on the same day if you want to pay for it in theaters or you just put it on Peacock. I think uh, there's a big part of me wants to go support it in theaters. Like, I want to see this thing do well. I like this 2018 uh, reboot reboot. Uh-huh. Um, so I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine I would hate this other one, man. Uh, didn't he also do Big Trouble Little China or am I crazy? He did. No, he did Big Trouble Little China. And we're talking about cinematic gold. And yeah. he also did uh, John Carpenter's Village of the Damned with uh, Christopher Reeves. And yeah, uh, at, at the time, skinny Christy Alley. So, I mean, he's got some good stuff. I love how you categorize her as skinny Christy Alley. Like, his, her career completely ended after she got that. Um, well, no, she she fluctuates, but uh, Village of the Damned, <laughs> Village of the Damned uh, was toward the end of her skinny career or skinny life. And before she did the whole, uh, the way, the Jenny Craig and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. but, before, before she found Zinmu and got her things. Yeah. 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 Well, as a former fat guy, I mean, kudos to her for, <laughs> for working on that. Um, sure. Yeah. You know, no, I, I, you know, the thing I think with uh, with Halloween, though, in, in um, and, and by the way, Carpenter, he also did uh, Christine, if I'm not mistaken, right? Him and yes, he did. His and Stevie King's, yeah. Yep. Yes, he um, did. Um, which, you know, another good film. It's one of those films, though, You when you watch it again, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, okay. Well, okay. Maybe it's not yeah. as shiny as I quite remember it, but it's, it's, still, <laughs> it's still good. It's still good. But no, you know, I think Halloween kind of represents, you know, you and I were talking before the podcast started about, yep. you know, kind of the 80s and, and how they really set the tone for, you know, the way pop culture was commercialized and yes. and how you have so much great pop culture that came out of the 80s and it gets rebooted and remade today. But I also think there was a dark side to that. And I think Halloween... Um, you know, is an example of great movies like like the Aliens franchise. You had mm-hmm. two amazing movies in that franchise, yeah. And then you know, then it became a money grab, and it, I think so yeah, many horror films became that way. They became, yeah. uh, and not just I'm mean, not just horror, but so many films in that time frame. They make these brilliant first two movies, and then it's like, you know what? Screw it. Let's half-ass this and just milk the franchise. And and so I think. You know, that's why you have so many crappy sequels. It's just, yeah. it, it became a cash grab on, on something that was brilliant. Alien and Aliens, totally freaking brilliant, you know. Mm-hmm. But 
And they made well, totally two two work. different two different movies. Those are two totally different movies as well. Yeah, uh, we're the just ones like, that built you making it happen, man. We're always chasing the dragon. You know, well, if you think about it, we're hoping that this time it's yeah. gonna be good. Yeah, like As like that last fan, Terminator movie they made. Saying. I I wanted to I wanted that movie to be good so bad. Yeah, and Genesis? I, and it, yeah, not Genesis, the one that they did after that with um, the director of uh, Deadpool, um, where Linda. Oh, Tim Miller. Yeah, oh, Tim Miller. old man, old man Arnold, old man. Yeah, uh, yeah. where they actually we find out they actually killed John uh, John Connor, which you know whatever. <laughs> um, and, and you know, and so it was like you know, it, it was very anti-male. And I, 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 I yeah. Well, I want to what you know when you look at Sarah Connor and you look at Ellen Ripley. Yeah, they were strong without having that, and you know they rose to it. Right, yeah, and Alien, what makes Ellen Ripley great is in the first one she's trying to survive, right? Yes. And then in the second one she becomes the protector. She she has to rise through this to get to its greatness. Yep. Same thing with Sarah Connor. In the first one, she's trying to survive so she can have her unborn child. In the second one, she becomes this great protector. It's not there's not any kind of agenda or anything. Those characters are genuine. You know, you you look at it's, to me the, the the great characters are empowered by. You know a lot of their family relationships. Legend of Billy Jean, perfect yeah. example. You know you got Helen Slater play, playing Billy Jean with her brother Christian Slater in the film, and and it speaks not only to her strength but to the strength of the family unit. And, and so so much great stuff is missed by a lot of what we're seeing today. And and I felt like yeah. they really dropped the ball on that with that last Terminator movie. Yeah, I just remember. Uh, see, I didn't see the Terminator movie. I still haven't seen that one yet. But I remember like. Two weeks after it came out, somebody interviewed Edward Furlong because the big rumors were leading up to that movie was that Ed, Edward Furlong, he went to rehab. He was getting in shape. He was going to the gym. He was getting in. He wanted to get back into John Connor's shape. And all of a sudden, there's a video that pops up of him at a convention. He's much skinnier. He's still kind of he's still kind of plump for his age, but uh, but he's much skinnier than what he looked like. And the first thing is, the first thing he says is. No, nah, man, I wasn't in that movie. Didn't you see they dusted my ass? And that was it. I'm like, oh, okay, great. And it, the way they great. did it, too, it, it wasn't like he had survived. It wasn't, you know, like, it was just like, hey, he's a kid now. Boom, we're going to. Yeah. You got, yeah, I've just spoiled it for you. But yeah, it, it, it's. Yeah, I already it's know just what happened. So much of it's so disappointing. And, and again, you got, you got, you know, Sarah Connor, who's very jaded in the film. And it's just. Yeah. It just it's, it's such a turnoff. I don't want to see characters who who are so heroic become so jaded. Yeah, and that's much. become a vehicle for Hollywood. It's like we can't tell a story with a great character, especially a female character, without there being them being somewhat jaded. And, and yeah, there's so much more they could do with that. I, I I mentioned the Legend of Billie Jean. I would hate to see what they would do with that today. Ooh, yeah, because it's such a brilliant film. Yeah, mo yeah, I could. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you on that one. I'll definitely agree with you on that one. There's just some movies that should not be touched, and there's some movies that could use an update. I'm not gonna lie; there could be some use an update. Well, you know, uh, like, well, if you were to do like the, the series they did for Terminator, I thought was great. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the series that they did in the in the 2000s. I'd love to see them do another series for Terminator, and you could modernize it, but do it like you did Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You know, like Sarah's still the main supporting character, but she's kind of enhanced by her little Scooby gang. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. I well, did they try to do that with? Uh, did they have that Sarah Connor Chronicles that they tried? Yeah, that's, back in that the, was brilliant. Yeah, that, yeah, okay, I never yeah. watched it. I, I didn't. Watch oh my it. god, you gotta see it. It's good. <laughs> it's 
I'll add it to my list of things I need to watch with like half of Netflix right now. And half of Shutter. Get around to all the shit I need so, to watch. Much like they do with um, the um, Halloween movies, Sarah Connor Chronicles takes off from the second movie after the second movie and they do a time jump. So they okay. pretend the third one doesn't happen. Right. Well, it's like and, most fans do. Yeah. Yeah. And so they do a time jump into the two thousands and it's, yeah. um, and, and you really kind of see her raising right. him into a young man and, and they're trying they're Okay. Her role becomes not just the hero anymore, but she's really kind of, you know, she's the, she's Obi-Wan. She's the Jedi trainer. You know, yeah. she's, yeah. she's, Turning him into John Connor. So. Yeah. Okay. My God, are we going to do this bracket thing? God, I just keep talking. We are. Actually, on. you know, why you know, did you ask me to be on your show? Because I dominate <laughs> everything with my voice. I like, I get in and I just talk and talk and talk. Hey, there, there are some people who don't like to talk. There are some people who do like to talk. And it is, we, we wanted to have you on here mainly because of your age of these OG. Oh my God. <laughs> so basically, yeah, okay. you were the only person we knew who might be alive to know these films. Pretty much. Hey, Dwayne was busy, so we got you. So, uh, uh, so basically, here's the rules for the brackets. We're going to cover the OG section all the way down to the final one. The rule is, we're, there's three of us. Most votes wins. Get, gets the pick. Gets to go on. So, James, I know you submitted your bracket earlier. You have a chance to kind of win your bracket system for this section to all make right. sure you get the most points. Here's the here's the here's the catch though. Each one of us gets one challenge. That means that the vote is not going the way that you want it to go. Throw your challenge out there. Give your reason why to try to convince the other people to vote your way. All right. So you get a challenge to throw down if you don't like what's happening. Well, and you only get man. one challenge. That's all you get. So you can use it at the right. beginning or use it toward the end. It's up to all you. Right. Uh, so let me ask you this then. Let's yes. say I want to do my challenge. Um, what if I'm, what if I'm looking at this and I, I want to wait until the end, but let's say like, I'm looking at, you know, creature from the black lagoon versus house of Dracula. Uh-huh. Right. And I, that one ends up being the one that I want to challenge. Can I challenge at the end? Nope. If the challenge, if, as soon as we like, basically when uh, we cast our vote, I'll say any challenges. And if okay. there is silence, then we move on to the next one. Oh my God. You have not picked the right guy. If you need silence. <laughs> Oh, Holy I know. Shit, I'm finding man. it out now. You, <laughs> like, this might be your longest podcast ever. Like, you when, when I did Greg Kelso's show, The Con Hour, which everybody seen like plastered all over Facebook. Like, he uh, had a hard stop. He just stopped me mid sentence, <laughs> dude. And the show was over. I, I, I'll just say this. You might I, have to do that. I'll, I'll just say this. I have one friend that we have that we haven't brought on here yet, who is a known talker. So much so that when they did it behind the scenes for a movie that he was a part of, he was a part of a three man group for behind the scenes talking he talked over everybody in that episode and made it all about him he hasn't been brought on oh, yet yeah. but i'm working on bringing him on and, and he's oh, wow. he's a he's like a pretty famous artist too so uh well, i can't wait for that day if, if you ever want to have two guests on i would love to be <laughs> with that guy because i will totally challenge his uh dominance Chal- challenge the talking that's right so basically, if you're listening right now, everybody out there listening, we are covering the OG bracket. So get your pens out. Hopefully your your strike of look is with you. And uh, let's kind of jump into that. So our first showdown, Creature from the Black Lagoon versus House of Dracula. Both are universal monster movies. Uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, 1954. House of Dracula, 1945. And uh, James, I'll let you pick first on this one. Oh, go you got got to go with a creature from the Black Lagoon. Sure? Yeah, just the, the way it's shot, brilliant, beautiful, um, great special effects. Chris, 
What you got? You, you know, I'm inclined to agree on pretty much the same points, man. Uh, I mean, I wasn't there. I'm, I'm not that damn old, but I can tell you. Uh, I can tell you I would have to rather – I would guess what we saw in the movie was groundbreaking, uh, yeah. given the underwater and the, and the, and the special effects makeup. Um, and not to mention, uh, I forget the actor's name, but risking your life to, play, to be the swimming creature in that damn suit. Be the you know, I mean, it's not like they're technological advances where they're, they're really just kind of, you know, <laughs> like that guy swimming in that suit reminds me of those pictures you see in black and white where those guys are standing at their fucking tool belt with their, their hat and they're standing on the I-beam 500,000 500, feet above New York City on a crane and just eating a sandwich like it's no big deal. I'm like, you crazy son of a bitch, you're about to die. That is true. That's that's, that's the respect they get out of me. It's probably a new creature. So a creature, I'm gonna sweep it. Creature uh, advances. Boom. Creature advances. Next up, we got we have 1943's Frankenstein meets the Wolfman versus 1939's Son of Frankenstein. Chris, you go first. Man, um, just I mean, a, a lot of these picks for me are gonna be nostalgia picks because it's been a lot, a long time since I've seen a lot of these. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really kind of uh, some of these I'm gonna fly blind on. Okay. I don't remember a lot about them, but I'm really going to say, uh, just based on the, the idea of it, Frankenstein meets Wolfman. I like that. Okay. I'm going to cast my vote. I'm going to go with uh, Frankenstein meets Wolfman, James. Yeah, I'm going to go with Frankenstein uh, meets Wolfman. I mean, you got two iconic characters in the movie together, uh, original actors. You, you know, I think that's the way you go on that one. Yeah, More bang much. for your buck, man. 1943. You never, spent the, you never spent a dime better in your life. Well, I mean, like, they're basically building that whole, you know, they wanted to do that whole Universal Monsters universe. I mean, they did that. Then. The 1943 yeah, the Dark Universe. Yeah. Pretty much. They Monster tried doing Cinematic Universe. They tried doing that back then. All right. So next up, we have 1931's Dracula versus 1933's Invisible Man. So I will start this one off. I'm going to go Dracula just because he's so iconic. He's so, you know, you can't, there's nothing that's not been parodied off of him. Uh, from from Tra- Count Dracula's serial to Morbius and the, Mar- the Spider-Man universe, he's iconic. He's straight up iconic. Invisible Man, I'm not going to lie, has had the better movies like within the last uh, 20 years, but Dracula's just so iconic. So I'm going to go him. Uh, James, what's your pick? You know what? I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to go with the Invisible Man, and, and okay, they're both iconic characters. But for me, it came down to when I, especially as I'm going back and I'm looking at these trailers, yeah, the special effects for the Invisible Man for the time were were phenomenal. I mean, yes, you actually, as he takes <laughs> off the wraps. You really see, you know, I mean, you see through the man. So I, I, I'm going to yeah. say Invisible Man. Okay. Oh, Chris, this is this is a <sighs> tiebreaker. This is, this is not the most enviable position to be in for someone who is a, a lover of all things horror. Um, there's there's some arguments to be made for both. I mean, like you said, the uh, the cultural impact of Dracula is undeniable. Yes. Um, I mean, timeless, timeless character. Um all, like you said, all the way down to goddamn cereal. I mean, what, what can you say? Uh, now, to James's point, Invisible Man, uh, again, visually, visually groundbreaking. 
the special effects at that point to basically were, were they splicing film to do that essentially yep. or yeah they're they're a splicing film like blue screen well, yeah well they tried to do, they tried to do like uh blue screen and stuff like that and also use uh i believe uh what do they call it like claymation or uh like miniature work to, to get some of that stuff in yeah so uh um yeah man i i already hate this i really <laughs> want to be this uh, in this position yep. um to uh fuck uh man <laughs> to fuck or not to fuck that's yeah. the question um son of a bitch i'm just gonna I love Invisible Man, and the movies like we're talking about uh, Hollow Man. We're talking about that new uh, what you call Invisible yeah. Man they did recently was really brilliant. Yeah, those um, are really good. Those are really good. Uh, I even say this: even the Invisible Man TV show that came out like 15 years ago was also really good too. So, and not to forget Sue Richards, the Invisible Woman. I mean, come on. This album needs to work. Oh my god. Uh, I'm just. Damn it, dude. Dracula is <laughs> undeniable. Dracula is undeniable. Bo Lugosi. You're going to go with Dracula? Yeah, I mean, how many other movies can you... I mean, there's more spin-offs from Dracula, more inspiration from Dracula than there has been for Invisible Man, unfortunately. Oh. Is that it? James, you want to challenge or are you going to no, let it go? No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let it go. I'm let it go? Because, you know, <laughs> you know what? Look, there's no doubt that, that Bella Lugosi is iconic. and I mean, let's be honest. He did, like, every freaking horror movie back in the, in the he day. He did. Um, but, you know... It, it wasn't one of those decisions where I was like, there was a huge gap because anytime you're talking about one of the universal monsters, particularly, you know, you talk Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, Bride of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. uh, Black Lagoon. I mean, any one of those is, is iconic and great. And they're going to resonate more so with the people of the day. I mean, like Invisible Man, he's part of that B team group. Like yes. he's still one of the, he's still an important character. He's still somebody people recognize from that universe. But mm-hmm. he's in that next group down, so I'm okay with that. Okay, all right. So next we have 1932's The Mummy versus 1939's Tower of London. So James, you're leading this one off. What's your pick? You know what? And when you look at the Tower of London, um, yep. and and I see this, and and what's cool about it is Vincent Price. Yes. Right. Vincent Price is in this film, and you know. And, and watching the trailer on this one, going back and, and refreshing my memory on it, mm-hmm. the dude is big. Like yes. he's like he is a monster in himself. He is very tall. He's very and tall as person. much as I as much as I I think Vincent Price is really cool. Uh-huh. The the it goes back to the the effects, the makeup effects, the makeup for the mummy is just so good. Yes. Um. And so I got to give it to the mummy. I mean, you know, and, and plus it is you know again he's one of those main universal characters. Uh. You know, Tower of London. Did you know? It's kind of a torture movie, but you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you, spend, you 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 look at the Mummy, and it inspires the Mummy of the 1990s with Brendan Fraser, and then that crap they did with Tom Cruise. But yep. I, I got to go Mummy. I got to. You know, the, I mean, in fact, they also made. He was also one of the other ones that actually had a cereal based off of him too, with Yummy Mummy yeah. cereal. That's how iconic uh, he is. That uh, he. Um, Cereal, he's been spoofed and parodied all over the place. So yeah, uh, the mummy is very iconic. Uh, I'm gonna go next with my vote. I'm gonna go with uh, also the mummy. As much as I, lo- I love Tower of London, I think Tower of London is one of Vincent Price's better roles that he's had starting out. 
But compared to the mummy, it's the atmosphere, it's the lighting, it's all of that which makes it really good. And I can't go against the mummy. It's just iconic. Uh, Chris, so right now it's two for the mummy, Chris. Uh, you know, I, I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be that guy in this whole thing where I'm gonna I'm gonna try to champion the underdog a little bit. Okay. Um, if I'm in if I'm if memory serves correctly, Tower of London was uh, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. To a degree, yeah. To a degree, it to, was. I mean, to yeah. a degree, yeah. Essentially. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, the clear winner for. Uh, Mummy is the clear one because we're talking about cultural impact. We're going to th- we're going to throw the word icon around a lot today. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, and but it's not lip service, and we're going to be when we when we. I have a feeling when we say the word icon, we can talk. We're talking real icons here. So wait, wait, um, wait. I have to ask: Are you throwing your challenge down? Are you going to throw your not, challenge out? Not just yet, man. Not just okay. yet. I just want to. I want to give credit where credit's due. I, I feel like at one point in my life, I was an underdog, an underdog in a lot of things. So I'm going to be the one to wave that flag a lot. But no, I mean, I have to give her credit where credit's due and say the mummy, hands down. Okay. All right, I just, yeah. you know, hey, it's a fair choice. It's a fair choice. Work. All right, so next up we have uh, 1941's The Wolfman versus 1932's Island of Lost Souls. And uh, Chris, kick it off. Here's here's a blind pick, I'll be honest with you. Never saw Island of Lost Souls. I don't know what the hell we're talking about here. It's definitely not Dr. Moreau, right? Can you give me a rundown on it real quick? Isle of the Lost Souls. This one has actually been remade a few times. Uh, it's kind of... Uh, I know the remake... I've, I've only seen the remake re- like within the last 10 years. That The original I saw a long time ago, and I can't really remember too much about it. Uh, but uh, it's... It's just... A, it's, one of the, it's one of those lost uh, Universal movies. So uh, it is Dr. Monroe, though. It is Dr. Monroe? Yeah, yeah. You ever see that Simpsons ta- uh, Treehouse of Terror episode where they go to the island and they all get turned into animals? It's basically that. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with... Uh, oh, with Bella Lugosi in it, too. With Bella Lugosi in it. Yeah, Bella yeah, Lugosi was, like, in everything. He's, yeah, he's in everything. He's the Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> of his generation. Sick and tired of these motherfuckers. <laughs> Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> no, anyway, uh, no, definitely Wolfman. I mean, Wolfman. I, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna play it safe until I, until one just jumps out at me where I have to speak up and challenge. Okay. But uh, there's just some, there's just some towers too tall to climb, man. And, and we're talking about some seriously tall towers right now. So Wolfman yes. is it for me. Wolfman is it for you? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say sweep it. I'm also gonna go with. No, wait. I, I'm not saying sweep it. James hasn't voted yet. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you so much. Can't see it yet. He's like, we've had entirely too much quiet. He forgot yeah. I was here. <laughs> yeah, it's, sorry. So, James, you're paid Wolfman or Island of Lost Souls? You know what? I, and, and, you know, full disclosure, I mean, I, I do think Wolfman is, is good. There, you know, there is regret in the character. There's some, yep. some development for its time. Um, but I'm going, I'm going Lost Souls on this. If we were talking about Wolfman, like 2007, mm-hmm. Benicio Del Toro, Yes. That Anthony Hopkins, that movie is freaking <laughs> awesome. Like so uh, yeah, yeah, my kid, we, we watched that. Jaden was, he was like three years old or something. And we watched that Wolfman. And I was terrified that he was going to like be freaked out and scared. This movie was up, he was up there screaming, going, rah, rah. He's running around the house pretending to be the Wolfman. So I love that awesome. movie. But 
if you're comparing the two films, and again, Wolfman's so iconic. It he's is. great. But I think the storyline and, and the acting on Island of Lost Souls looks so much better. If I, I think if I had $5 and I could only see one of those two films, I'm probably going to see Island of Lost Souls. Okay. Fair, fair, fair enough. Uh, I do like Wolfman, just Lon Chaney Jr. I thought he was great. Uh, I am a sucker for, like, you know, Dr. Monroe type stuff. Uh, with the mutants and the the animal human hybrids, that's those are always fun. Uh, I saw the remake of Island of Lost Souls, the ones that was I think the one that was made in the late seventies or early eighties. So I've only seen that one. You know, I don't understand. Uh, but after hearing James talk, and after hearing Chris talk, my decision, I'm gonna say, uh, you know what, Island moves forward. I'm gonna go. Uh, Island of Lost Souls moves forward. There's a whole group of like tweens who like go and buy handbags with pictures of uh, classic monsters on them going, no! <laughs> Pretty much. But next up, oh we God. got uh, 1946's She-Wolf of London versus The Bride of Frankenstein. And I'll start this one off. Um, I, to be honest, I've seen both of these. Both are fun. Both are good and somewhat their own ways. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein to me is better than Frankenstein the movie. It's much to me, it's much better. It's a better sequel. Uh, but She Wolf of London is also always fun too. But I'm going to pick. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Uh, she Wolf of London. That's my pick. So uh, uh, James, what's your pick? Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna. I I I was much more impressed with Bride, and she's iconic. Okay. And let's be honest. I mean, um, you know, watching it, you know, there, he's basically he abducts her. You know, I mean, yeah, uh, it's 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 really freaky. Like um, like today, he would probably have some kind of harassment claim on him, and they couldn't make that film. But um, yep. all they cancel his ass quicker. Yeah, shit. they were like Frankenstein is a groper. You know, whatever. You know, <laughs> and, uh, not that not that that would be wrong. Hashtag Franken stop. Yeah, Franken yeah, stop. Yeah. Franken um, no means no. Yeah, yeah. He he needs to learn his lesson there and treat women with more respect. But I, I'm going bride. You know, she's just way okay. too iconic. She's beautiful. Um, and and I wasn't as impressed with um, the She Wolf of London. I felt like it was a little overacted, to be honest with you. Fair enough. What? Fair enough. Yeah, I know. Imagine a horror movie where it was overacted, but yeah, it was very Ooh. overacted. <laughs> All right, Chris, you're the tiebreaker. <sighs> well, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, look, man, these movies are a sign of the time, and we're, t- you know, um, <laughs> The, and and uh, how many unsung heroes of the of the golden age of, of horror have we left off this list? I'm sure there's uh, any number of schlock that we're not going to cover today. Yep. Um, and I know that you tra- did your best to be as impartial as you can and pull as much out of, of the dredge <laughs> as you can from the gutter yeah. of the forgotten horror. Um uh, I'm going to go Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, I mean, and there's and, and only. Not that I advocate, you know, (laughs) abduction or anything like that or shotgun weddings and whatnot, but um, 
So you know, there's just there's a you reason why some are still parried and talked about today, and some aren't. Um, that's true. And with Hollywood being what Hollywood is, and they're constantly remaking films, so they have to remake She Wolf of London. <laughs> yeah, I think that speaks right there. Yeah, exactly. They're rehashing everything they haven't rehashed her, so right for me. Hey, it, 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 you know, it happens. It definitely happens. So I, I, I am not going to uh, uh, challenge that decision at all. I'm not going to challenge it at all. So up next, let me pull my list back up. <clears throat> we have uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein versus 1934's The Black Cat. And I believe we're back to James choosing. Um, you know, I'm going to be, I, 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 I'm, this is an easy one for me. I, I, I'm going to say, <laughs> I, I watched the Black Cat trailer tonight. I've never seen this film. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw nothing in it that would make me want to see it. I mean, I think <laughs> Bella Lugosi is in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it did not seem scary. It did not seem interesting. And I'm, I'm like, you know, look, I've been scratched by a cat before and it sucks or whatever. But to me, that was the biggest threat that came out of that movie. So, you know, no. oh, and look, let's be completely honest here. We're talking about their generation's greatest comic duo and Abbott and Costello. Yeah. I mean, if you forget any of their films, I mean, if you've ever seen them do that, who's on first bit, it's freaking brilliant. Right. So they're, uh-huh. they're, they're already geniuses. And you add in the fact that you've got the original, you've got Bella Lugosi as, as Dracula. You've got Frankenstein. You've got the Wolfman. Um, you know, and I think I think both Bella Lugosi and Car- Carlisle are in, or, uh, um, Karloff are in it. Um, yeah. And so they're using, it's, it's Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, but all of the original monsters are in it. Um, well, and I just, it's too good. I'm, 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 it's I'm, true. It, it's a home run, easy slam dunk, dude. This is the this <laughs> this one is like a, a number one facing a number sixteen. It's just that no way you cannot pick right pick Abbott and Costello. Yeah, you can't you can't make the choice. Uh, it's it, yeah, Chris, what's your choice? Dude, I got uh, my challenge card ready. Get ready. So I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, much like James the Black Cat, just the idea it seems kind of like a cop out and dumb to me. Yeah, uh, that one seemed like a bit of a reach. Um, right. I'm gonna go Jay and Silent Bob meet Frankenstein because let's listen, <laughs> listen. If you did uh, an iconic comedic duo movie like that today, it would be Jay and Silent Bob meet, uh, you know, um, Jason Voorhees or whatever. I mean, like it would be like that. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like that movie would make gangbusters just on the idea alone. It wouldn't even have to be a good movie, right? So, like, you know, it. I mean, seriously, like, you yeah. know. 15 bucks little man Whack! he just like cuts off silent bob's head and then like then jay's like having you avenge i'll avenge you lunchbox and they're fighting and come on i mean it's we would all line up to see it it would be the number one movie it would be the number one movie for like three weeks so having the costello for me yeah it's pretty much a sweep um funny thing is boris karloff and bella lugosi are actually in both movies they're in abbott and still meet frankenstein and they're also in the black cat but i (laughs) I, I completely agree. Uh, yeah, Abba and Costello meet for, uh, Frankenstein is, you know, it's 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 the best. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's one of the best movies. I'm sorry. The only reason I'm laughing is because I'm in my head. There's like a commercial for maxi pads uh, from 1946 where Bella like, "I am a firm believer in wings." Much like these maxi pads, you know, like it's just it's a perfect midnight snack. Ah, 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 ah. 
<laughs> we throw the, the counts. We throw the counts laugh in there. Well, this is a two I know that, <laughs> I just got corrected on when wings became a thing for pads. No one's going for a timeline accuracy beer. I'm simply saying in this proverbial <laughs> in this hypothetical commercial that you know he turns into a bat who has wings and these pads have wings. It writes itself. It does. It does write itself. Okay, so we're so we're on the last section for the first round. This is the final section for the first round. Oh, we have man-made monster from 1941 versus 1956's The Creature Walks Among Us. And uh, Chris, start us. You're starting it off. If I remember correctly, uh, Creature Walks Among Us wasn't it like the fucking iguana or whatever it was? It's the Gilman. It's part three. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, that's going to be another one for me. It's going to be Creature Walks Among Us. I, I, I'm a huge uh, Creature fan. I mean, you, you're not going to... Uh, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> discuss. Talk amongst yourselves. Discuss. Okay, well, uh, uh, James, you could be next. Uh, yeah, I'm going to... You know, a man-made monster to me looks like a... I mean, it doesn't look terrible, but it looks like a Frankenstein knockoff. I'm going to go with... Uh, Creature walks among us. Um, it is. It, it, it's a. It is a sequel to the creature from the Black Lagoon. It's the third in the chain, but the monster is huge, um, and it's pretty impressive. Uh, so I'm going to go creature on that one. Yeah, pretty much. Man-made monster is just the carnival version of Frankenstein. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, it's not. The, 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 there's nothing there. <laughs> there's nothing new there. It's it's just rehashed Frankenstein, but you know, in a carnival. So. Yeah, no challenge or anything there. So, and we did, and with that, we finished our first round, and nobody has issued a challenge yet. All right. But oh man, it's it's Very gonna get consensual. tough. It's gonna it's gonna get tough. It's about to get tough. So, uh, let's start this next round. <clears throat> Bring it on! I like it tough. And we have a uh, creature from the Black Lagoon versus Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. And I'll start this one off, and I'm gonna go uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. I'll so second next. that. Yeah, I'm going to second that. Creature from the Black Lagoon. All right, Chris? Sweep it. Sweep Send it. it on through, man. I'm sorry. The creature is just, he's, uh, from an artistic standpoint, what a fun character to draw as well. But yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I would think that he would be super hard to draw because of all the detail. I love, yep. dude. I love drawing. You know what? God damn it. Guess what? Guess what I'm going to draw this week? <laughs> You're going to draw creature, creature. Creatures, yeah. And it, it, I've seen some beautiful renditions of it. And, you know, yeah. people add color to it. And it just, yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, it's got to be, a, it's an amazing art piece. It is. Yes. I'll just say this. Uh, if you're a fan of Famous Monsters of Filmland, uh, Basil Gogos did an amazing Creature from Black Lagoon painting that is, uh, they made a few shirts of it. It's him swimming, like going up toward the, the surface of the water. An amazing mm -hmm. piece if you can find it. Uh, there, I know their shirts made. It's been copied and it's been bootlegged all over the place. Great piece if you can find it by Basil Gogos. So, next round, we have Dracula, nineteen thirty-one versus the Mummy, nineteen thirty-two. Oh shit! Chris, start us off. Man, what the? Okay. <laughs> your favorite ride at Universal. My favorite ride at Universal, Despicable Me. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not not stick with me. Um, another, again, icon versus icon. This is the uh, yep. rumble in the jungle. Rumble in the jungle. Yep. Um, God damn it! I hate this. All right. <laughs> um, 
Sonoma, but uh, fuck Dracula. God, you know Dracula. Dracula. Right. I mean, out of the two, man. I mean, we're talking about cultural impact alone. Mm-hmm. You're gonna go Dracula? That's your pick? Yes. All right, James, what's your pick? Uh, I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna go mummy. I mean, you know, yeah, they take a lot of uh, you know, they they really examine Egyptian culture and you know, I mean Mm -hmm. they're both iconic characters. No Uh, stereotypes? Egyptian stereotypes? It's 2021, uh, James. What? Yes, I know. I know. Okay. Uh, but no, I, I'm going to say, I, you know, I, I like the mummy. I, I'm again. I'm going to go back to. I think it was, uh, you know, better makeup. You know, and uh, again, you know, and, and when you look at Dracula, you know, it's overacted. You know. <laughs> so. All right. All right. Hashtag justice for Emotep. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Emotep. All right. So I'm going to. Uh, my pick is going to go to Dracula. Just because of the cultural influence. Uh, Do you want to challenge, James? Um, I'm going to challenge based on the fact that I'm the guest and you guys are teaming up against me. Uh, (laughs) Collusion. Collusion? No, I'm I'm good. You're good? Yeah. I mean, look, you can't. Dracula is a great great iconic character. And uh, so it's not like it's a big deal. You know I mean? Yeah. my, My favorite Dracula moment is still... Got to be those Frito Lay commercials where Frankenstein shows up with a big Frito Lay trucks and Dracula <laughs> says, "What? No deep." I remember so. the I remember those commercials. <laughs> the, the, it was it was the the Monster Mash Madness or something like that. Yep, I remember yeah. that. Was it, was it circa nineteen ninety three or whatever? All yeah, those, like, yeah. With all the, the trading cards in the bags. You better believe I was killing some damn chips, yeah. man. Come on, I yeah. was too. Trying to get those oh cards. I still kill them. And still no <laughs> cards. Yeah, well, yeah, I feel that pain, too. Sons of bitches. All right, so next up we have 1932's Island of Lost Souls versus 1935's Bride of Frankenstein. And uh, James, you go first. Uh, Bride. Just just for all the hot cosplay girls that, you know, like like really (laughs) love that dark thing going on. I'm going Bride. You're going to go Bride? Well, I mean, (laughs) Bride Bride of Frankenstein does get a lot of hot topic play, so. That's right. That's good. Chris, what's your answer? Man, I don't know. All those hot cheetah girls dressed up as animal hybrids at cons. <laughs> All those furries and shit. Come on. Yeah. No one's kink shaming. I'm just saying. Not yet. Uh, you know. I've never been invited to a furry party, so I'm going to go with uh, Bride of Frankenstein. And I'm going to sweep that. My wife knows a lot of furries. I'm not going to question that. So Next. Um, <laughs> I, I, will, I will see details later. <laughs> oh. Maybe so. Jesus. All right. So the final battle in this round, we have 1948's Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein versus The Creature Walks Among Us for 1956. Oof. Oof. I will start this one off. I'm going to go straight with Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein just because that's the Universal Monster movie that got me into watching Universal because of this movie. Ah. So... And it is a fun movie. So next, I will throw it to Chris. What's your pick? Oh, man. Um, that's another one. Well, you know, I, I think I'm going to go Abbott and Costello as well, based off the fact that Creature can't take over the whole damn bracket. <laughs> you be, I, I've seen the bracket results from other people. You'd be surprised. Wow. You'd be surprised. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. James? James? What happened? Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go. I, I think Abbott and Costello, just simply because that – that film really probably inspired this whole horror comedy genre. 
um, certainly had a lot of influence on it. You know, I mean, yeah. if you look at most of these movies, they're they're meant to be very serious. Um, where this movie really laughs at itself, and, and it's meant to be funny, and it created a whole side genre of horror. So definitely, Avatar. Oh, it definitely did. It definitely did. There's no doubt about that. It it definitely created the whole Shaun of the Dead type of comedy, and also like scary movie types of comedy too. So Absolutely. it's always great. So now we are in the second to We're the final four. Or, yeah, the uh, final four. Yeah. The final four for the for our picks. For this bracket, yeah. And we still have all of our challenges too. Man, so conservative. <laughs> so we have 1954's. Creature from the Black Lagoon versus 1931's Dracula. James, start us off. Creature from the Black Lagoon. You know, the creature. <laughs> more work that they had to do. It's oh, all the best. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. You, you, you caught me off guard with that confidence. I Just right out the gate, man. Yeah, well, you know. All right, all right. Hey, all right. And I'll go second. I am also going to choose Creature. Chris, I would hate myself if I got it, went against it, sweep it, sweep it. Yeah. Good, I I was about, even though he was going to win, I was going to throw my challenge card for the for the case of what in the hell are you thinking? <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. So now we're down to 1935's Bride of Frankenstein versus uh, 1948's Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Ooh. Uh, Chris, what's your pick first? Oh, man. Yeah, it gets tougher as as we get down to it. It does, man. It does. And as I'm as I'm sitting here going through my mental rolodex of what I would I what I deem as cultural impact, mm-hmm. um, at some point, Bride falls off. Unfortunately, <laughs> I mean, she doesn't have the cultural impact that they're not doing a whole. There's not a whole spinoff of Bride movies. Yes. Right. Uh, whereas, nope. to your point, there's innumerable, you know, horror comedies. Uh, one could even say most of the '80s was, for the most part, horror comedy, depending on mm-hmm. what you think is funny. So, yep. You know, um, yeah, man, I'm gonna have to go with Abbott Costello. Abbott Costello. All right, James, what's your pick? You know what? I, and I, I will agree with Chris on this that uh, you know the whole horror comedy thing is very important, and, and that's a major cultural impact. But you know what? I look also at what we love about horror uh, today, and how I think the Bride of Frankenstein inspired inspired so many new characters, so many different characters from Lily Munster, yep. um, from Morticia Adams, yep. um, Elvira. You know, I mean. So I'm going to go Bride because I think go Bride. I think her cult- cultural impact on um, the way we perceive females in horror. Um, I think, it, I think she's just been majorly impactful. So her importance is, is kind of multiplied. Plus, you know, I mean, we romanticize the relationship between the two quite a bit. So uh, I'm going to go bride. You go bride. Hey man, it, it, kudos okay. to you because yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you have to imagine back in the day when they made that movie, it was like, uh, let's get a, let's get a broad in here, you know? Let's just <laughs> yeah. get a broad and put some makeup on Ooh. it. That's, that's, that's as far as the, uh, I would imagine that's as far as the thought went into it. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I'm not saying that. I'm speaking for the brickheads from 1940, whatever. You know what I mean? That were like, you know, let's film these scenes when we watch the Dodgers play against the Sox. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The, so the inadvertent um, 
cultural impact, uh, I give you, you know, kudos to that. Because I don't think that's what they went for. Mm-hmm. But that's that, that is, in my opinion, a fortunate, uh, you know, offshoot of that. So, just want to give you props for that. Good, good job. I didn't think I didn't come at it from that from that perspective because, again, in my mind, it was just like they weren't worried about what this meant for women empowerment. Mm-hmm. They were just like, you know, let's see what we can get away with in this movie. You know, whatever. And, and you know, to your point, you know, I I, I can agree with that um, certainly quite a bit. You know, uh, but. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes the influence comes when you don't expect it to. Yeah, that's very true. Hmm. Very true. Okay, so after right, hearing after hearing both comments about that, <laughs> uh, it no see, this this is a tough one because the because of the cultural usage of the Bride of Frankenstein, her look, uh, her being used in art, her being used as the female version of the creature for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, you get Abbott and Costello in their comedy act. You had, you know, the, as a duo, uh, it, it, revel, it kind of revolutionized that genre, the universal, to have laughs. Because it wasn't known for laughs. It's tough. Um, I'm going to have to go with... I'm going to have to go with The Bride of Frankenstein on this one. Ooh, wow. Just because I feel this is a better sequel than the than the movie that it spawned off of. Uh, okay. And also The Bride. While Abbott and Costello made comedy horror a thing, I think The Bride inspired... Uh, uh, I can't think of that movie now. Uh, Frankenstein. The... Are you oh, talking about Frankenhooker, um, or are you, are, uh, you no, talking young, about young Frankenstein? Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein I think Bride. Yeah. I think Bride uh, more inspired young Frankenstein more than anything. Uh, yeah. With that, a young, Mel, a young Mel Brooks was like, "I like it. I like it." And you know, in, in her own right too, uh, Elsa Lancaster, uh, who uh, Lancaster, excuse me, uh, who was the Bride. I mean, she went on to do a lot of uh, you know important work and, and you know supporting characters in a lot of Disney films. Yep. And so. She, you know, even into her, into her, uh, you know, older years, uh, she played in a lot of uh, great realms. She was in Murder by Death in 76 with Peter, um, um, Peter Sellers, the guy from Pink Panther. So, I mean, it, which was yep. a brilliant film. So she's done a lot of great work. And she has. Uh, so you can't, you can't take that away. But yeah, I, I got to go Bride. Bride is just so, you know, she's just so iconic, even if you haven't she seen is. the film. Everybody yes. recognizes her. I'm going to be honest with you. If you offered, if you went to a Comic Con today and showed people a picture of Abbott and Costello, not a lot of people are going to know that. But no. if you show them Bride of Frankenstein, they're going to be like, oh, that's Bride of Frankenstein. Well, I mean, if you go to a convention, like, you know, most of all the goth girls are wearing Bride of Frankenstein shirts. Yeah. So uh, you're, you're, yeah, you're to, not losing out. To echo that, like, if I were to go to a, um, uh, what, what's that, uh, what's that high end auction they do with all the Christie's? Maybe so, yeah. Something like that, where like the rich folks were, you know, spending their money on things like this. Mm-hmm. If you if you had these two auctions for a uh, original one sheet of Bride of Frankenstein, then you had an original one sheet uh, of Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Yep. Um, I'm willing to bet that. I, I'll admit, I'm pretty sure her one sheet would sell for much more than Abbott and Costello. I'm pretty sure she would too. Well, look here. Let's test your theory here, and I'm going to make it break it down simple for you. I want you to draw 
um, some images and mass produce <laughs> of Abbott and Costello and then of the Bride of Frankenstein and go to your next Comic-Con and see which one you sell more of. Actually, we'll, we'll be at a toy show uh, next weekend. Uh, yeah, and I'm just wondering when, uh, if we're going to see Chris at NerdCon. He can talk about that off, off air. Uh, yeah. We can, we can yeah, man, you know, pay for my flight, my hotel. But we'll see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Chris, from Pasadena to Baytown. Yeah, we good. Yeah. So, Chris, are you throwing on a challenge at all? No, I think no? Um, I, I know when to hold them, when to fold them, man. I, okay. I think uh, you're not going to get a big argument from me. Like, I'm okay. not going to be torn on these. All right. Well, because we are at our final battle. This is it. This is the final battle for the section. And this is it. You know, this will be James's final vote cast until next week when we get somebody else. No so, we have. 1954's Creature from the Black Lagoon Ugh. versus 1935's Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, my God. Both are classics. Both are, are pretty much merchandising giants. You cannot go to any horror convention, any Halloween store, any spirit Halloween, without seeing these two characters on posters, on shirts, rubber masks, uh, blankets, anything. They're out there. They, they're out there. Unfortunately, they do not have cereal, though. But these two are so iconic in their design that they're everywhere. They're everywhere. So, James, as the guest, you're going first. Who do you got? Um, you know, I'm going to say that I agree with you. They're both super iconic. If you were looking at things, if I was trying to sell something, I would much rather have something on my table from Bride. Mm -hmm. um but i also you know i look at the creature from the black lagoon and uh you know it's it's influence on the film the shape of water which is just yes. uh, another brilliant Ooh. film um i'm going creature from the black lagoon i just i i, I think it's uh, it's you know they really took the you know you don't see a lot of creatures from the water that are that are monsters you know i just i, I think it's a, a more original idea um, whereas Bride was kind of riding off the, the idea of, of Frankenstein. So I'm going to go Creature from the Black Lagoon. You don't see a lot of creatures from the water that are iconic as him. Uh, you don't see a lot of those out there. Certainly not ones that are, you know, like it, Jaws is, is frightening. But Jaws is frightening because it's grounded in the real world. Like, yep. you know, a shark can come up and your odds of getting attacked by a shark are slim, but you have that fear. Yes. Right. Yeah, fuck the water. That, I hate, I things, yeah, that's 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 grounded from real life. The mm -hmm. creature from the Black Lagoon is very fantasy, and you 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 know for it to become as iconic as it is, um, you know, to where it would rival Jaws, and but it's completely fantasy, and and so yeah. Okay, so yeah, he, he's going creature. All right, Chris, what's your pick? <sighs> okay, <laughs> I'm sitting here like you know all these ideas are bouncing around in my dome, and I'm thinking to myself like what kind of argument can I make for either one? Right. Cause mm -hmm. and this is not, there's no loser here. And as far no. as I'm concerned, these are two winners uh, through and through uh, bracket bracket placement is everything. And yep. uh, <laughs> you're starting, you're starting, uh, you're starting round is, is uh, determines where you end up. And yep. um, you know, I was sitting there thinking to myself, like what, What's the sexual allegory between these two characters? You know, what I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to find a way mm -hmm. to um to make an argument for either one. I mean, obviously, um, you know, horror movies being what they were back in the day, where people were, man, yeah. going out to the drive-in theaters and the movie theaters and the 
you know, spending that 17 cents to get that popcorn, that soda and intermission. And they're yep. taking their girl to go see a film. And, you know, which film do you want to take your girl to see where she's pissed scared and wants to jump in your lap and put her hand in the popcorn bucket? All these different things. I mean, like all these things. I'm trying. I'm trying to find ways to make arguments for either one. Um, obviously, super iconic um, Bride of Frankenstein. I mean, she. The only thing that works against her for me mm-hmm. is that she was a an offshoot of a, a different film as opposed to creature being, uh, you know, a founding father. Yeah. You know, as, as it were. Um, but then again. The cultural impacts for uh, female empowerment, whether uh, intentional or unintentional, happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think about all the women who went to those movie theaters with their husbands mm-hmm. and walked out thinking, hey, you know, I don't often get to go to a movie theater and see myself in this uh, leading role, much yeah. less a leading role in a horror film, yes. which I'm sure was just about unheard of back then. Um, God bless America. You went with uh, <laughs> Creature, right? James yeah, Wynn Creature. James Wynn Creature. Oh, man. I mean, uh, some people say now that Bride of Frankenstein is uh, the modern, is a, a, the OG Harley Quinn with her taking on nonsense from uh, No Man. She was the kind of the first one to uh, reject her and that's, uh, that's creative an, mate. An excellent, yeah, that's an excellent point, man. Uh, so, uh, uh, just not that not that this is any mean finding is a devil's advocate situation. I'm going <laughs> to go with uh, Bride because it is important. I mean, Creature is going to win against anybody else in this bracket. He would destroy him in the last round. I mean, he he yeah. made it past Dracula for God's sakes. What I mean, what more else can he win? <laughs> you know, um, but Bride, man, I mean, she's you know she did a lot for the female contingency. She did uh, back then, and she's doing a lot for the female contingency now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that is as true. odd as it as odd as it feels for me because I love the creature. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go with Bride. Okay, that and that's a good pick. That is a good pick. So, so no pressure, Aaron. <laughs> oh no, I've already got my answer made up. I'm going creature. So that's <laughs> that's how I'm ending it. Okay. There you go. See, somebody I was prepared. To I was a prepared to throw down too. Uh, so say, if I'm throwing this flag down, what's my yes. what's what's my uh, what's my premise here? Like, what am I trying to do by throwing this flag down? Try to convince someone to uh, change their vote. How would you convince them to change their vote? You know, for the hell of it, I'm gonna throw the I'm gonna throw the challenge flag <laughs> down. Okay. And here's and, here, and here's why. And I, I I'm coming from a, a from a place of uh, kind of almost a power play a little bit. Okay. Because I don't have this point i'm about to make in my life but the two of you have daughters mm-hmm. okay uh if you sit your parent you sit your daughter down um and have them watch creature of the back black lagoon mm-hmm. or bride of frankenstein and have them not just watch it and, and not take in what's going on but actually pull something from it either one which one do you want them to to, to what would you want them to pull from each movie what would you where where would your heart be warmer? Would it be mm-hmm. in the idea that she is now afraid of the water and doesn't want to be around lizards and shit, or <laughs> did she okay. want do you want her to see a strong female lead in a film? You know that, and plus you're going to have to explain to her. I mean, 
I know your kid, Aaron. I know that you're <laughs> going to have to explain a lot to this child to make her understand. But true. Let's, let's, let's say for Grins, she's 16 and she's strong-willed and knows everything. You know jack shit. Okay. And you have to explain to her why the bride is important. Which do you think, as fathers of daughters, if you had... You know what I mean? Okay. That makes sense? Okay. I'm listening. So have at thee. That's my challenge. That's your challenge. Yeah. Would, would that sway either one of you? So I'm going to say this. Um, <laughs> first and foremost, um, the creature from the Black Lagoon is exactly the message I want my daughter to get. Boys are gross and nasty, and they will try to get a hold of you, and you need to run and get away fast. Um, so thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was hoping James was going to say something to that uh, effect. <clears throat> I was waiting for that to happen. <laughs> um, no, you know, it, it, but you, you also had to consider that, it, like, you're right about, um, you know, it, 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 she was the lead character and that was an mm-hmm. important role for women in film. But, you know, you also look at Creature from the Black Lagoon. That's the modern day fairy tale. I mean, that's it a, is. that is a unique take on Beauty and the Beast. Um, mm-hmm. And look how much artwork it's inspired, too. I mean, when, not mm-hmm. just the creature himself, but I mean, Lana Del Rey um, has done a photo session as the girl and, and yep. with the creature and. Um, and again, Shape of Water. I mean, I go what, to what a beautiful and brilliant film that was. And, and yeah. you know, initially he wanted to remake Creature from the Black Lagoon when he made Shape yeah. of Water, uh, but couldn't get the rights. And when he was finally able to get the rights, he's like, fuck y'all, I'm doing this instead. Um, but he, the influence is heavy there. So, mm-hmm. it, it, I, I, Chris, I see your, your point. I think you, you got a really wonderful, valid point. And, and as a father to a daughter, I, I definitely want her to see strong female characters. Um, but I still think, I still think creature just because it, you know, you got that modern fairy tale, uh, look to it and, and, you know, just the work that went into it as well. I mean, it, you, you weren't talking about a time frame where they, where underwater cameras were really a thing and they had to choreograph the swimming and they had to do all of that. And so just for the work behind it, the original idea, the modern day fairy tale, uh, and the mm-hmm. fact that boys are icky and gross and they don't need to be. <laughs> to you. Um, okay. That's not, that's not a monster. That's just some dude who caught a nasty STD that he wants to give to you. And it's covered his entire body. Yeah. Don't touch him. Oh, God. He's got the ginge. That's it. Oh, geez. <laughs> okay. So well, you cr- echo the, you echo the same, the same, uh, idea, so, Aaron? so, so Chris, after hearing your, your, your point, uh, here's what I feel about creature from black Lagoon. The creature from the Black Lagoon, because the creature is the victim here. You have people coming into his territory, coming into his environment to hunt him, to look for fossils. He's just trying to get away and live, you know, swim around, and do whatever he does. He's defending himself. At the same time, you've got a you've got like a young Clint Eastwood in there who's probably like in his late 20s, who's like now 90 something years old because he goes in contact with the creature from the Black Lagoon or whatever makeup they used for that movie. Because he was in it, and he's old as dirt now. He's probably older than dirt, but he was in it. Uh, but to your point of the bride, yeah, I see that. And I, and again, as I pointed out, she's become more of like this beckoning for uh, the OG Harley Quinn with, you know, I don't need a man to, you know, be relevant type thing. Even though she was made for somebody like Harley Quinn was, curated for the Joker, she was created for the creature. Broke away, doing her own thing, and super iconic. And to a degree, this is almost a coin toss. But then I remembered Clint Eastwood is in the Creature from the Black Lagoon movie. And I can't say no to that. 
also think it's important to note that Harley Quinn chose her path. She does. Bride did not. (laughs) So the winner for this section is the creature from the Black Lagoon. And we want to thank everybody. Thank everybody for listening to the Front Row Patriarchy. (laughs) Oh, actually, thank everybody for listening because this. for for our oh, first two run, hours. for our yeah. first run of this, the, I didn't expect to get for it to get it as tough as it's already getting toward the thing. Here's my question though: If the ending came down to creature versus Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein, would that have been tougher as a as a final vote? Because no, both I, of for me, no. I, I mean, you know, again, you're you're talking about yeah. although Abbott and Costello are pioneering that whole horror comedy genre. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I still think I still think creature has more of a still think creature standpoint. Yeah, I mean, because okay, monsters were in um, the film for Abbott and Costello, but they, they weren't taken seriously. I mean, it was it was tongue in cheek. It was satire. Yeah, um, was I mean, true. If you you know, I mean, look, if this was nothing but horror comedies, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, they're yeah. they're they're, they're going to ride that to the top. But if you're if you're also just looking at this from the horror standpoint. I mean, at some point, you've got to take the serious horror movies seriously. And, you and do. You that. definitely do. Yeah, and, and, that's going to make that 80s record real tough for me, man. Because oh, I'm looking at the, the, the movies on here. There's yep. some serious shit on here, but then there's some funny-ass shit on here. So it's yep. going to be tough for me. I well, like you know, it they, on me a more. One of the things I was telling Aaron earlier is that I, I respect the way, a lot of the way this was, was done up. Um, because particularly if you look at this 80s bracket, um, you know, where you might have, most people might have said, well, you know, we're going to do Friday the 13th, you know, he does Friday the 13th part four. And I think, (laughs) you know, and, and, you know, when you consider the sequels, you know, I mean, that's probably the most significant sequel minus, minus probably part two, because we see, you know, we see that it becomes Jason who becomes a killer. Yeah. Yeah. um, you know, when you look at how significant that film is, I mean, at the end, you know, you've got, uh, one of the Corey's, um, very young, kind of bringing him back into that memory. So you guys put, to, I'll say you did some interesting things, putting this together. Yeah. Um, there are some films I probably would have added some, I would have taken away I, again. I, I probably would have loved to have seen alien in here. Yeah. Um, because again, it's the ultimate monster movie, but you know, you guys did a great job and that eighties bracket is going to be killer. Um, you yeah. know, I'm pulling for yeah. gremlins, uh, <laughs> Lost Boys, uh, but you know, that's just me. I, I think for me that the toughest choice for the eighties bracket side is going to be evil dead two versus American world from London. Yeah. That's oh, going to be tough That's for really me. Tough one. I'm uh, a little heartbroken though, because there's no monster squad on this God dang list. Sir. You know what? You know what? There's always next year. All right. There's, there's more movies and there's always next year. So All right. All right. It will happen. But James, I want to thank you for joining us tonight to uh, dissect the first part of our brackets. Yes, thank uh, you very you much for coming fun. on. Hope you had a lot of no, fun. No, it was great. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, you know, I told I told my wife, I'm like, oh, I'll probably be on about an hour. Like, here we are, two hours later. <laughs> and she's gone to bed, which is really bad cool. sign for me. But um, no, it was a lot of fun. So, uh, so if you want to plug anything right now, go ahead and plug away. Uh, where can they find you? Uh, where can they find uh, Nerdfest? Go ahead and plug away, yeah. sir. So, um, yeah, come, come, you can uh, always check out Nerdfest on Facebook. Go ahead and uh, join our group. It's a fantastic group. Uh, I am, I'm really the key driver, but Aaron is one of our nerd men team. Chris is in there as well. 
Um, and, you know, it's uh, we talk about all things pop culture related. Um, obviously, we'll have a big focus moving into October toward horror. Um, also, check out NerdCom. We're coming December 4th to Mont Bellevue uh, at the uh, Eagle Point Rec Center. Um, we have cut down our number of tables this year um, just due to COVID precautions, although we're seeing those numbers come down. Uh, we do want to play it as safe as possible and offer some spacing. Uh, but it's going to be a great convention. We're going to bring a lot of energy. I'm probably going to bring back the duck hunt, which was awesome last year. We're going to do some some fun things. Um, and, uh, you know, you can find that both on Facebook and Instagram. And then if you like toys and cool stuff, check out NerdFest Texas, which is my toy page. So, <laughs> Oh, nice. I did a lot okay. of plugging. Like, that was an hour just for me to plug shit. So <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. And uh, I know for us, me and Chris, uh, next weekend, actually, when this episode goes up, this weekend, we will be at the Gulf Coast Toy Show that's happening in Pas- Southeast, no, Pasadena. Uh, mm-hmm. We will both be there vending, selling our, our uh, toys that we need to get rid of because we need some monies. And it, Human monies. Hey, and we are very nice and very evil at the same time. Yes. So we will be selling all of that stuff. And you can check us out there. And also, if you're listening to this, you want to hear more podcasts. Go to crossthestreamsmedia.com. She got the other podcasts that are a part of the Cross the Streams Media family. Movie Gap, but don't really listen to them because Chase sucks balls. You listen to Dan Eckward podcast, Three Beers and a Mic, Three Beers and an MTU, <laughs> Beer Appetite, and then several more. Uh, always fun. Uh, and again, James, thank you for coming on. Uh, hope you had a lot of fun. I, I did. And, and one more thing about it, since you guys are selling toys, I just want to put this out there in the universe. <laughs> They are expecting a toy shortage this year for Christmas. So um, come to these toy shows, folks, because not only can you get your collector groove on, you can pick up something for little Sally and Johnny um, and not disappoint them um, from Santa Claus. I mean, I didn't think about that, man, because I know all the the supplies for comics and cards went up because the protective equipment was in demand. And so a lot of plastic was allocated to other things. So good point, man. Yeah, so definitely come out to uh, NerdCon. Uh, you definitely want to come out to the Gulf Coast Toy Show and buy all my things, so I don't have to leave with nothing but a sack of monies. <laughs> and hopefully Aaron got a big sack of monies, and we'll all so have too. sacks of monies. That's the hope so, too. So if you made this far in listening, pat yourself on the back. Give yourself a big thumbs up. You made it. You yeah, this survived. was a marathon, guys. This was it was. And th- this is what we normally do. This is like, you know, normally how long it goes, too. This is it our happens. format. Yeah. Oh, good. See, I thought I was just over talking. <laughs> no, 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 like, no, no. I thought no, I like, and like, like I, you're gonna get off the phone and be like, uh, this guy just, like, he just loved to hear his own damn voice. <laughs> this guy just talked forever. No, we should rename this. No, I'm glad, I'm glad it's you guys. Yeah, yeah, we are. We we talk all the time. So, again, thank you for coming on. And as we sign off, just remember, always unfollow, never unfriend on social media, and just you know, have have a good day if you're listening to this in the daytime. So this is Aaron. This is Chris. And raise that flag. God damn it. You put the damn ponchos thing in there. You're welcome, everybody. Uh, Until next time. Some people kill for it. I keep reaching for greatness because I'm built from it. Here we go. Give it a honey. Never left a ledge. Here we go. We come in. You already know the rest. Here we go. We never said it was. We know it best. Here we go. Who want to test? Leave you out of it. Here we go. Give it a honey. Never left a ledge. Here we go. We come in. You already
This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.